Higher, further, faster, harder, better, faster, stronger, deeper, harder, more intense, louder with your mouth open, please. Hi, my name is Renaliopoulos, and welcome to the 133rd episode? Second? The 132nd episode of the Fake Nerd Podcast. Oh, let's find out. Let's find out together as a family. Well, wait, here we go. Brandon T. McClure did is you telling say, us. Did you correct him and not know? No. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon T. McClure is giving us the real update. Oh, it geez. is the 133rd. I was right? You are right. Look at that. Hot and frothy. Welcome to the spa, the, the, the froth class. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sparks with Witty. Are you just Sparks today? How are you feeling today? Uh, let's let's just go with Sparks. Sparks today? All right. What's yeah. up, my friends? Hi, guys. Hi. Welcome hey. to the Sunday fun Who's day. Who's he? I he, said Brandon said, T. McClure like three times. Oh, did you? Yeah. He said yeah. Man. I'm hey, Brandon T. McClure. What's up? What's up, dudes? <laughs> How you guys doing? Hey, man. Good. We saw a Marvel movie this week, so I'm feeling great. I'm yeah, well, so glad you ended that with l- louder with your mouth open. Yeah. That was I good. know why. That was getting you know? a little sexual in, in the middle of that. Yeah, sex criminals. That's the whole point. Uh, he, yeah. We combined. Welcome to the number things. one sex criminals Captain Marvel podcast. Where <laughs> that's the only two things we talk about the entire podcast. I'm tagging both of those, and we're going to get the wrong attention. <sighs> hey, any attention is yeah. good attention. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it will be the wrong attention. It's huh? a beautiful Sunday, let yeah. me say. Do you guys do anything else? Do you want to wait to tell us in, in the review, or do you want to tell us what happened at the El Capitan for Captain Marvel? Oh, uh, I we saw it. We saw it. Um, there wasn't like a there was a DJ. <laughs> yeah, there's a there was a DJ and a, a prize costume thing. And a little girl wanted Captain Marvel. Some photos. Yeah, a little girl contest. was dressed completely as Captain Marvel. There That's were a few cute. people dressed up in Captain. There was Marvel a Kamala Khan too, which is really cool. She did like a backflip. Yeah, oh, this wow. like seven year old girl in Captain Marvel outfit. Good for her. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. Uh yeah no it was it was a lot of fun um I I like going and seeing these movies with audiences who are really into seeing the films yes so that was that was a good time we were gonna get interviewed by some dude and then that never happened oh yeah <laughs> uh there was a guy doing like something for a class I think yeah and he wanted to talk to us about why we go to these like midnight first, showings first showings and things like that what what drives us to do it and then uh, it was too loud so that interview didn't happen <laughs> yeah, um, the audience is way too loud yeah that could have been our big break. Totally. That's it. For yep. Oh, no. He specifically said, so this won't be this on won't social be on media. The internet this or is anything, for my yeah. college class. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Our yeah. big break in college. There you go, yeah. We, we might have gotten a listener, though. Yeah. But he, he left. Sorry, dude. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you listen. How did you find us, weirdo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, it was, it was those guys. Yeah. No, it was cool. They had um, they had costume pieces out, uh, like a phone booth set up and posters and. Was there a phone booth in? in uh, yeah, in the yeah, movie? yeah. When she rigs it, she Jerry rigs it. Right oh, after the she Jerry rig, right. Yeah, I was thinking there was gonna be like a Superman costume thing. Oh no! And I was like, are this gonna? Yeah, because we were looking at the phone booth before we walked into the movie. I see. Um, we got a couple of goodies from it. Um, it was a good time. Yeah, cool. Yeah. We'll uh, talk about I, that later. I had, I had a lot of fun at that showing. It's kind of nice to to go to the theater. And know where your seats are, and go in and and still have all this you know time and see all the fans having a good time. Yeah, yeah I, I like th- that experience. I was um I was, you know, I went to see it at midnight on Thursday, uh, and <laughs> lame. Go on. <laughs> just at an, just at an AMC, and I was sitting there and I was just like, you know, and and like the Shazam trailer played, the the Spider Man Homecoming trailer played, and like the theater was excited for those trailers, and I was like, man. I forgot what it was like. Yeah, going with people who care. Right. Going, going with people that give a crap. Because I've been in so... I, I mean, I go see... Obviously, I go see a lot of movies. Um, and last week, I went to see Greta. And right. the Shazam trailer played. And I was like... I wouldn't say that's the Shazam audience. It, it's not, but they have a contract. They got to put it in front of every, every yeah, movie yeah, yeah. theater. <clears throat> uh, every movie. So... And like people were like, oh, another super... Like, I'm hearing like rumblings of like clear distaste of this type of thing. Oh, yeah. And... 
I hear that a lot going to see. Like I went, the Lego Movie Two played in front of Stan and Ollie. It shouldn't have. <laughs> That's weird. It really shouldn't have. But like people are like, oh. So like going to this one and Shazam was like, oh yeah, I'm so excited. Oh yeah, Spider Man. Like, oh, this is what it's like to be in the. Yeah. Oh, I'm with kindred. I'm with kindred people again. Yeah. Oh, we should uh, acknowledge. We don't have Ben. He's not just oh. being quiet. He's not here. <laughs> ben has uh, uh, excessive diarrhea. Six minutes later, by the way. Boy, that's that's bad. <laughs> or he just he just fell asleep. He's on assignment. I think we just got in the mindset we knew Ben wasn't going to be on this week, yes. so we were just ready. Ben, he's doing fun stuff. Ben has a prior engagement, uh, so he he was, was not seeing here. the spring training of the Dodgers in Arizona. Whatever that means. That's sports stuff for you, sporty boys. Yes, yeah, baseball. Some sports number. 15s. He is missed. We we wish there was a way to coordinate having him here with us today to just wasn't possible yeah, we tried to make it work but he's having a great time oh yeah yeah he, he had a nice mini vacation which we all know he needs yeah, yeah. definitely so 100%. we, we I miss I him i'm sure he's listening somewhere at some time he's listening right now then Te- te- before we even finished no, no, no. technically by the time i said by the time he listens to the words right now you, he will be listening, listening man right now einstein would be going crazy <laughs> time, time is an illusion <laughs> einstein you know what a podcast is <laughs> um did, what yeah. did, did we do anything this week? Uh, not really. Not really. We watched uh, Umbrella Academy a little we, bit. We watched one Umbrella Academy. I'm on episode three. Mm. Didn't we watch two? No, I think we watched one. Okay, yeah. only one. Yeah. yeah, I'm on. I'm on episode three. Cool. Uh, that's we watched episode three. Yep, this is a good episode. That yep. is a good episode. Yeah, yeah. I like cool. It. We're all in the same place. <laughs> I like that. I like that show. Uh, uh, I like it too. Uh, Megan and I have uh, started rewatching Game of Thrones, so we got all the way. Like we started Monday, and we're already like. Over halfway through season three. Nice. So. What did I tell you? We're not there yet. Okay. We're close. When we get there. Real close. Okay. Like like probably tomorrow. I'll be there. <laughs> okay. Okay. Before work, I'll watch it. Okay. We're okay. getting to some really good Game of Thrones stuff. I don't want to miss it again. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, I w- yeah, we wanted to do a rewatch. She's a little behind. She didn't see like the last season or two. Um, and we wanted to rewatch the series up to that point for the new season starting in April. Right, the new and that's Warriors. that's been a lot of that's been a lot of the media I've kind of had going my way this week. Mm-hmm. I took it pretty easy. I didn't try to consume a lot of new stuff cuz I've also like at my new job I've been just doing a lot of my training and kind of settling in there so I didn't I didn't overload myself. Right. Yeah. yeah. I I didn't do a lot either this week I've been I mean, a I lot wa- of work. I wanted to do more but I was so busy this week. I'm in- insanely busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy. I'm still listening to a lot of podcasts. That's happening. Yeah. Yeah, I commute all the time, so I'm listening to a lot of podcasts. Finished All Systems Goku. Rip. Because they, they ended it. I um, already. They, they will do more. It's just going to be a while. Yeah. And it's not clear what it will be, but I'm excited either way. I guess we'll have to get our Dragon Ball podcast somewhere else. Ooh. <laughs> sizzle, sizzle. Hey, uh, as, a, as a wise man once said, if you want to hear it, you want to do it. What? What? I think I've if you quoted. can think <laughs> it, you can live it. At any rate, um, dream it and be it. <laughs> yeah, I, I caught up to the dub of Dragon Ball Super. Yes, you did. Uh, where I'm, I'm in the middle of the Tournament of Power. Well, no, I'm not in the middle because it's. I'm assuming it goes to the end. So, of the series. so this took two months, two weeks. No, no, I mean two months from when we when saw, saw Broly, Broly to you being yes, you're right. this deep into Super. <laughs> yeah, my my drug addiction has finally reached the point where I can be like, okay, you know what, I'm gonna. I'm good with watching this. I need weekly. to. I need and to see, weed myself off this shit. That's the difference between our drug addictions because you stopped once the dub stops. I kept going in another language because <laughs> I needed it that bad. Yeah, I, 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 the sub requires me to pay attention. The dub does not. Yes. So I, I mean, not I mean, full 100 percent. Yeah, the yeah. Dragon Dragon Ball Super became 
a really good thing that I could just watch while I'm while I'm working. There's very few things that I can do that because there's so many things I watch that I have to pay attention to. That's For what I love using the CW shows for. Yeah, yeah, at this yeah. point, you can um, you can just put them on. And you don't need unless to it's like a really good episode. Then I find myself going, "Oh, I'm engaged. Right. I'm watching." Mm-hmm. But so, because because Dragon Ball Z is you know ninety percent fighting. Uh, yeah, you're just always sure of what's happening. I think Super's gotten further away from that. Yeah, like there's a lot less. I, there's still a lot of fighting. Don't get me wrong. I mean, but to it's be like fair, the last fifty episodes is a giant tournament. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, but you got that a lot takes of place. In, you got a like baseball a, episode. It takes place in forty five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe you didn't love the baseball episode. I'm sorry, I don't like the it's baseball It's so good. I, I, however, I did like the end of the baseball episode. It's, it's them slamming Yamcha, which do, they've never openly done. I did really like the end of the baseball episode where Yamcha is... In the crater? In the crater, yeah. dead. Because it's great. And what I, what I liked a lot is Piccolo being like, this brings back a lot of nightmares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's like, anybody else recognize that pose he's in? Yeah. yeah. Um, Love it. Recognize that pop figure. Heck yeah. That's the. That's really the only thing I did because again, I I, I have another article up on Viking Social Agency. Um, maybe yeah. I'll link that below if I remember if I recall. But there's Which a clown outside. It's not a clown. That's our elote man. <laughs> yeah. You guys what, want some free? What, uh, what was this new article? <laughs> this article was um. What was this article about? Oh, uh, the changes that Disney. My goodness, <laughs> dude, that elote man is out for vengeance. <laughs> um. The the uh, changes could be coming to Hulu as soon as a uh, Disney. Oh, D- I haven't Disney read this Fox one. Merger. Okay, I'll yeah, look this up. It's a. I'll I'll send you the link. Um, no, don't. I'll look it up. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I basically what we, basically what we heard a couple weeks ago is that uh, Warner Brothers is interested in selling their ten percent sh- stake in, in in Hulu, and Disney is interested in buying. Sure. That would give them seventy percent stake. So I talk about like what that could mean and, and, and things like that. Right. So that's cool. That's all right because it's okay that we didn't have too crazy a week because we got a lot of news. Yeah, we do. I uh, love it. I do want to. I did want to say. I was going to say this a little later, but I want. I want to put it up, up here at, uh, first. Uh, quick shout out to uh, Danielle. R- Okay, I'm going to say Rickard. I'm sorry if I'm wrong. But how's it spelled? R-I-K-A-R-D. Yeah, go with Rickard. Okay. Um, I had tweeted... Rickard. <laughs> I, almost, I almost said Riker. I was like, oh. No. <laughs> um, so I, I had tweeted... Uh, I've been tweeting a lot this week because I, I'm very stressed and very angry uh, at a lot of the at a lot of um, toxic fandoms. Twitter is the void where you go to scream. Yes, exactly. Uh, do what, what the tagline used to be of the show, yell at the internet. Yeah. Uh, yelling into the, wow. the internet. <clears throat> um, but anyway, I so I I, I mentioned how uh, Toxic Fandom has, is, has has hurt my enjoyment of the show. I love Voltron, uh, and it's getting to the point where it's hurting my enjoyment of the MCU sure. in general. Boo! No, get away from this. And no, I've told I've I, as I as I text as I as I tweeted to Sparks. Uh, it's not easy for me to disconnect myself from this sort of thing. Yeah. It, it's not as easy as it is for me uh, as it is for you guys. Um, and so so this person. Came out, came up, and and uh, and uh, um, uh, t- uh, tweeted back at me and says, "Honestly, I get when I get where you're coming from, but I saw you stick up for a CM Captain Marvel uh, on Twitter, and it led me to your podcast, which I'm listening to right now. Good stuff. So hey, something good happened, and that actually made my week. Good. Uh, See, yeah, what yeah. do I tell you about positivity, my man? You you yeah. stick up for good stuff all the time. That's important. It's always important. Never stop it. Yeah. So that that really helped helped a lot. We, hey, you, guess what? You we talked. No, you have to remember, like the thing that Ryan and I have said is is true. That like, yes, they're very loud, but they are not the majority of the fans. Do you think Chip Zdarsky would like your tweet if you said you hated sex criminals? Chip Zdarsky did say, did like yeah, tweet. That's yes. what I mean. They don't. Nobody, shitty people out there exist. Ignore them. Right. Yeah. Th- th- we need to be happy together. Life's short. Be happy together, yeah. baby. Yeah, and I like I I'm, 
I try to be. Obviously, the show we try to be as positive as we as as we can. You know, we we. are also allowed to be negative if things suck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we saying. but we try to, to to take everything with a positive spin and, and say say talk about things we're more excited about, less so about things we're not excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I'm going to be negative a little later today. So look that's at our fun. look at our discussion on Sonic. No, I'm kidding. Um, that wasn't <laughs> the one I was thinking of. But that's <laughs> oh <second>. no. So <laughs> I. But hearing hearing this, hearing the idea that that you know because I was I was uh, defending Captain Marvel on Twitter and sure. someone through that someone found our show and I, that really meant a lot to me. So thank you, Danielle. Uh, That's great. Thank you, Danielle. Really yeah. appreciate that. Like, Shout out to that. Uh, to months her. ago, I had to defend Gail Simone to, uh, yeah, against some jerk, and then I had an argument with some jerk, and now he listened to the podcast because I was trying to be nice to him. Yeah. So if you're still if you're not listening, that's cool. But if you are, I appreciate you. We were thanks, t- some jerk. Thanks, <laughs> thanks. You're not a jerk anymore, buddy. <laughs> so yeah, that 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 was that was. That's the end of uh, what I got. So should we? No, it's great. I love it. Uh, yeah, shall that's we? good positivity. Yeah, should we go into our bread and butter? Yeah, Olive Garden, a lot please. Of it. I hear we're gonna get stuffed. And here's your bread and your butter. Here's your bread and butter. Hey, okay, not in my ear, thank you. All right, to start off, we do have some sad news. Uh, Luke Perry. Oh shit! Yeah, uh, famous actor Luke Perry has passed away this week after after result after a result of a stroke that he never recovered from. Yeah, complications from that. Yeah, yeah, that's really sad. It's um, he was fifty two. Yes, yes, fifty two yeah. years he old. He was on Riverdale. He's Archie's Archie's dad. Yes, yes, okay. he's Archie's dad on Riverdale. You know, he was Beverly Hills ninety two one zero. Yeah, uh, apparently the Buffy the Vampire Slayer film. Yeah, he yeah, was the, the original. He yeah. was the main guy in the Buffy the Vampire it's Slayer film. And like, I'm not like none of us were Luke Perry super fans or anything, but. It, it it sucks because it's not. He some, was so young. You just don't. It's not something you ever think about. Right. Like like celebrities have strokes and they die young too, and that's it's a bummer, man. It's like he's like a guy who's kind of out of sight, out of mind. You don't think like, yeah, he can die too. Like right. it, it 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 really struck me in a way. I was like, yeah, man, we're all mortal. Man, this sucks. Yeah. And it's just because yeah. like like I think of like David Bowie passing away. I'm like, oh my god. But then also Luke Perry. I'm like, we're all people, man. That sucks. It, mm-hmm. I think the thing that struck me is that 52 is yeah nothing. Yeah, that's yeah. not an age that anybody should pass away at. No, and that that's that's rough. Yeah, man. Uh, he was he, like people liked him on Riverdale. There was talks of like he rejoining the new nine nine hundred two one zero show. Like he was still doing stuff, man. That's yeah. a shame. Apparently, he had just come back from signing the. Si- oh, did he really? To be on the new nine hundred two one zero show. There we go. Look at that. When Damn. he had the stroke, they're making another nine hundred two one zero. No, yeah. it's already on. I think it's either already on or it's in development. Yeah. I'm, they already rebooted that show once. They're doing another. I guess so. I want to say it's that show that's still running. No, that show, no, that like show was on the CW. Was it really? Ended. Yeah. I don't watch it, so I don't know. Wow. Okay. Another. Another. That one. was like a decade or so ago. That was oh in God, Gossip really? Girl time. Yeah, I'm definitely getting old. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Welcome okay. to age. Yeah. Because anyway. I was. Because I was. There was Beverly Hills 90210. Then there was 90210. Yeah. And that was like a CW show. Damn. Okay. And now I guess there's something else. All right. Well, anyway. rest in peace, my friend Luke Perry. So yeah. R.I.P. You're Luke Perry. you're really handsome. He's really handsome. Yeah, yeah, good-looking um, guy. All right, let's move on to some comics news then. Okay, let's uh, wet, wet our, you know, let's get up some more, some more uh, good juices. Mike Diodato is leaving Marvel. <laughs> good juices. I didn't know where you were going. Can I get that. some of those good Mike Diodato juices, please? <laughs> oh, I don't know where I was going either. I've lost Hashtag my mind. Good Mike Diodato juices. It is a sex criminals episode. Sorry. Mike Diodato is leaving Marvel. Uh, he 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 made the announcement um, that he would be leaving. At, uh, after his upcoming run on Savage Avengers, mm-hmm. uh, he said, "When I was a boy, I dreamt to one day become a Marvel artist. I grew up reading Avengers, Captain America, Spider-Man, and since my father was already an artist in Brazil, I decided I would do the same. But drawing the heroes that made me that made my childhood so great, um, I've been living my dream with the with those characters. 
Uh, sorry, I lost my place. For 24 years. I've loved every second of it. That's it. <laughs> I've loved every second of it. Um, so he's going to go to create our own comics full time. Um, his first book is a Jeff Lemire book. We will get to that. Hell yeah. Well, what do you think about him leaving? Man, Marvel? like... It was. It, I know I, you're a big fan. I am. Like this dude has his. He's had a part in every big event. Every he's he's drawn every character in Marvel. He's like the Bendis of of artists. Um, and once Bendis left, that was the floodgates. So everyone's just like, oh, now's my time to go. We can all leave. Uh, obviously, they're not correlated, but uh, I he's immediately gonna go do something with Jeff Lemire. Jeff Lemire's not doing Marvel stuff anymore. Um, oh wait, he's doing a uh, Century. Right, oh, Century's done. Century's done. Okay, so he's coming back. Many. But it's uh. I wouldn't be surprised if he hops over to DC, do some with Bendis, because they work together on Dark Avengers on a bunch of stuff together. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's sad. It's sad, but like he, dude, twenty five years. That's almost as old as we are. Like, yeah. That's incredible. That what an incredible run. Right. Right. So as Ryan insinuated before, uh, after he announced his leaving, it was announced that he will be joining Jeff Lemire on a book called Berserker Unbound, um, with Ryan Jeff Lemire, so that's pretty exciting. That's a it's a it's a fantasy book, sword and sorcery book. Um, yeah, he says I really wanted to draw a barbarian story, and Jeff turned to he. They just got Conan. Draw Conan. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> he just um, left Marvel. I can't. <laughs> I really wanted to draw a barbarian story, and Jeff turned this uh, turned this dream of mine into a reality with his deeply emotional story of friendship seen through multiple dimensions. Uh, I am not exaggerating when I say this book has the most epic battles I've ever drawn. Berserker Unbound is a turning point in my career that's uh, exciting yeah uh my favorite anime is called berserk and they're not at all related but uh, anything with the berserk and that makes me excited yeah it seems like a conan the barbarian meets, he, oh uh, marvel has a conan his name's archon from weird world yeah and uh he might do did draw him so he kind of drew conan conan yeah i guess kinda, so conan conan uh yeah so <laughs> this looks like a looks like um perhaps a birthright style style comic um, yeah sure Conan the Barbarian. So Mike Diodato's art is real good, so uh, I'm I'm very excited. Yeah, and I love Jeff Lemire, so I'm, I'm definitely pick this one up. Another uh, one, please. The, the Black Hammer books are so good. Yeah, Guys, they're so good. I was looking on my wall today for Six Criminals, and I and I didn't have it, but uh, I was looking at my Black Hammer, and I'm like, ooh, one day, baby, we'll do it one day. <laughs> one day. Um, I want to, yeah. Uh, right, anything else you want to add on that one before I move on? Bye, Mike Diodato. Thanks for everything. <clears throat> mm, no, I think I'm okay. Well, uh, the Orville. TV show that we all enjoy mm-hmm. uh, has a four issue miniseries coming out. Oh, who's writing it though? All right, let's see. Uh, David A. Goodman, who is the, one of the show's executive producers, okay, uh, and will be drawn by newcomer David Cabeza, um, with colors by Michael Atia. 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 Atreyu. Um, <laughs> Atreyu! <laughs> uh, the, the first, the, 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 this is going to take place between the first and second seasons, and the first story is going to be called New Beginnings, and it's going to see Captain Ed Mercer and Lieutenant Gordon Ma- uh, Malloy deal with a distress call from, uh, from a ship that's over 100 years old. Okay. Um, I'm glad that someone from the show is involved. Like, that's, that's always yeah. my big fear with these Me kind too. of things. Sure. Um, and it's cool to have some new blood on art. Uh, who, what company, or what, who's publishing it? Dark Horse. Dark Horse, okay. Uh, cool. I mean, I, I doubt I'll read it because I'm not. I don't really read, you know, like, like the Flash season eleven or like, like these kind of like tie-in things. Yeah. But like, if it's if it's if you guys say it's good enough, I can I'll give it a shot. I I'm always more interested when shows do something and they're like right up front, like, oh, this is like a four issue thing. So Instead of like so, an they're, so they're like they're putting the hard work into it. It's not something they're trying to stretch out. They're like, oh no, we're putting the work in. Here's here's this comic to help like do some extra stories. Flesh here. out some stuff. I'm yeah. always more into that than when they're like, we're trying to make this ongoing series connected to this television show. And I'm like, I don't think you're gonna last. A lot of these, like I really like the Star Trek ongoing series that they did be- after uh, 
2009's film. I thought that was those were pretty solid. Uh, a lot was of that? I didn't read anything. It was that those characters. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And actually, you know what? Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, some of the best tie-in comics I've ever read. Cool. Better than Into Darkness. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're they had a tie-in to that. It was better than Into Darkness. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, well, something like this lives or dies by the artist at the, at this point. Uh, Scott Liddell did a uh, four-issue miniseries uh, sequel to Galaxy Quest, and uh, that was real bad. Aww. The art's horrible um, because you know these these types of books they get you know the small artists the yeah. they don't ever get the big names because they don't want to or they don't put up the money um, now that's not saying that the artists can't be good or can't be everyone's good. got to start somewhere yeah but yeah. I, but we will have to wait and see what the art looks like in this one because this series could could live and die by the art yeah sure so they are available who knows but that's exciting um, more available please what's that book you guys liked black yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a sequel. What's book. that book you guys like that I hated? <laughs> I didn't hate it. <laughs> that I couldn't finish because it politically angered me. Yeah, accurate. That's more I accurate. Know, I know. <laughs> uh, well, there's a um, sequel called White. Um, it's being it's being funded through Kickstarter, much like Black was. Yes. Um, and the sorry, I didn't write this episode. <laughs> the franchise's <laughs> creators announced the project will be founded uh, via Kickstarter, funded via Kickstarter, and will serve as a follow-up uh, trade paperback uh, to the 2016 Black uh, by Kwanzaa and uh, Tim Smith. <laughs> <laughs> you got the first name. I'm not gonna try. Um, yeah, so that's that's really cool. It's supposedly uh, going to start in October, and uh, the the art's going to be, I'm assuming, by the same people. I, I assume. Black, the yeah. Kickstarter starts in October, or it comes out October. The series will come out in October okay, if it's funded. If it's, okay. if it's funded. So yeah, that's cool. It's going to come out um, uh, published by Black Mask again, mm-hmm. right? Like Black was. So. They're doing a lot of stuff. It's now. cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it is a sequel, but it is a sequel following up three spinoffs they did that that were Black AF. I haven't read them yet, but oh, it's not following. It's still following Black, but there were three spinoff follow-ups to Black called okay. uh, that were their in own individual projects. They were called Black AF. Okay. And this is now the the first like think of it like you know Kingdom Hearts level, you know that was all Chain of Memories. This, this is, is the Kingdom Hearts two. Got this it. This is the second part in the trilogy, supposedly. They, so we're gonna wait fourteen years and seven spinoffs. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So that's cool. I'll definitely. Uh, I won't. I I don't kickstart it because I don't kickstart anything. But I'll buy the book. Sure. Because I'm sure it's gonna get funded. Right. And if not, I'm sorry that I didn't help fund it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel the same way sometimes. Yeah. Like oh, I'm the reason why. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Glad, I'm glad that it's still getting a lot of attention. Good I'm sure that. it's going to do just fine. Yeah. Like I, I, I have my qualms with the book, but overall I, I glad it's out there. I'd rather it exist than not exist. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, we follow him on Twitter. He's a really outspoken uh, Twitterer. Tweeter? Tweetist? Tweetist? I don't know. <laughs> Twatter. Um, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> this is an extra special episode. All right. Anyway, moving on to some television news. Swamp Thing has a casting announcement. It does? Yeah. I didn't hear about this. Did you not? No. Oh. Who? Okay. Um, I'm just going to read the whole thing. Yeah. After starring in 1982's Swamp Thing, uh, Adrian Barbeau is returning to the Swamp for DC's upcoming uh, live-action series. Uh, it's not known who the character will be, but she you know, she was from the movie. Yeah, she's the original Abby. Well, she's not. She wasn't Abby in the oh, movie. Oh, I don't remember. Who she, was, was. she was a... It was an amalgamation. She was half Abby. Was she's the character who's supposed to be Abby. Yeah, yeah. She, I, she, I saw the movie She once. played Alice Cable... Abby Cable, Alice Cable. Okay. Alice Cable, who's an amalgamation of Matt Cable and Abigail Arcane. 
and served as love interest for this for <laughs> oh, the series. Weird. That's a weird al- amalgamation of the guy that she was banging. Okay. Those were those were weird movies. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that first movie is bad, real bad. And then there was also a TV show I didn't watch. Well, there's a sequel to the movie that's didn't a, see that a straight comedy. Ooh, because the first one tried to be a horror movie. Yeah, that's and bad. Then the second movie was a straight comedy, and then the TV series was whatever it was. Well, Wes Craven was involved in that first one, so you got to give it some credit, I guess. Um, Do you? Uh, 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 Ray Wise is the original Alec Holland. Yes, that's that's I love it. Um, love Ray Wise. That's really cool that they're bringing. I really hope they bring the original Alec Holland back. Ray Wise. This as well. is doing the Superman thing. Yeah, you know, the, yeah. the Superman veterans uh, starring. In that Superman is something series. most notable with Superman mythos, but that definitely happens in a in a few other places yeah. as well. They released uh, like a bunch of behind the scenes of like of like the swamp and like the sets of man. It looks like real real dark and spooky. So like I'm 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 really looking forward to that's it. That's cool. Yeah. All right, moving on. Sure, moving on. Critical role, not something necessarily. Ah, uh, poor Ben. This is right up Ben's alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so I sort of not, not, not. I, I, I've it watched up. it too, but like Ben's the dude. I don't even know what it is. Um, it's a, it's a Twitch-based uh, Dungeons and Dragons session. It's okay. where you watch people play Dungeons and Dragons, and they're they're like professional voice actors. Every single voice actor from Spider Man is is in Critical Role. Which Spider Man? The the new one, Spider Man. Spider Verse. No, Spider Man, the video game. All the voice actors oh, from Spider-Man, Yuri Lowenthal, yeah, yeah. Spider-Man. You know how many things are called Spider-Man sorry, these well, days? It's, it's video. Sorry, I forget. Like it's it's video game voice actors. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The Kingpin, Spider-Man, uh, uh, Black Cat. They're all the voice. One actors. of the most famous ones is um the the one who was the waitress in Avengers. Oh, Ashley Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's in uh, she's hey, Last of Us. Remember when the internet got real mad at that character for no reason? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. For <laughs> no reason. Real dumb. Um. Uh. So uh, so I guess they they put up a uh, a Kickstarter. Uh, for seventy five thousand dollars, they were trying to, to make raised. an animated special. Yeah, just yeah. one short animated special. Yes. For seventy five thousand dollars, they made five million dollars. Yeah, uh, the in less than forty eight hours. Yeah, the the Critical Role is like the most popular Dungeons and Dragons thing on the planet, and it's it helps when you have voice actors of such caliber who can give those characters like for it's, sure. It's like a real developed, like really cool uh, role playing session, and it doesn't surprise me. It surprised me they got five million. That's holy shit. That's <clears throat> that's like real yeah. money. That's, that's movie money. That's, we were going in for seven, seven, seven hundred fifty thousand. That's I thought it was seven hundred fifty, but anyway, regardless, like, it, is, it is written here. No, I, I believe 000. you. Like that's, they're going for seventy five thousand. They make five. They wanted to make like a short YouTube short. Now they get to make a fully featured animated series. Yeah, that's incredible. To put it in perspective, uh, an episode of Star Trek Discovery cost sure. six million dollars to make. Yeah. yeah, and that's a big budget real TV show. Yeah. So like this is like really cool for nerds. Like really cool for nerds, man. Yeah, so that's exciting. We won. Well, we gave them their money so everybody wins. Yeah. Sir. Yeah. Um all right, moving on. Oh, uh-huh. We're really blowing through this. I like it. Uh Arrow is coming to an end. Yeah. This was shocking. This was shocking. Cuz it came out of nowhere. Supernatural is on its 39th season. <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah. 15th. 15th. You know, I do think that on some level, because it, we know that we do know that on some level, this was Stephen Amell's choice, mm-hmm. and his contract—it's uh, it, not going to be in your write-up, Brandon—but like he had a further comments after his initial tweet mm-hmm. or Instagram post, and he said that um, he was always planning on being done when his contract ended at season seven, which is, I guess, what it sounds like—that's what his initial contract was. Sure, was all the way up to season seven. And he was like, "That's—he uh, wanted to go out while it was good." He didn't want to drag it out. I wonder if he was thinking of Jared and Jensen when he thought that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because he's seen them. He knows them, you know. Uh, I I respect that. And so he talked to Berlanti and them, and he said that 
uh, they they decided that they wanted to do uh, really give a good send out and everything, and that's how they decided on the ten episodes next year. Right. So so season eight will only be ten episodes. Right. Uh, and they will air uh, before Crisis on Infinite Earths, I think. It sounds like it'll go right up to the crisis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that will be his last episode. I imagine that the Crisis on Infinite Earths is is his last time yeah. as everyone, apparently everyone was as was as surprised like everyone on the um uh, in the cw verse was just kind of like oh wow our flagship show is ending yeah yeah uh nobody on the other shows seemed to know um the the cast on arrow did like the current cast did seem to know yeah uh, uh, that this was happening uh so anyway so Stephen amell said uh, said uh, you know he said it on twitter and he said uh playing oliver queen has been the greatest professional experience of my life but you can't be a vigilante forever. Arrow will return for a final run of 10 episodes this fall. There's so much to say. For now, I just want to say thank you. And, uh, yeah, that was, that. wow. Uh, so I haven't watched it for the last two seasons, but, wow. Regardless of how you feel about the show, uh, Arrow is really important to the superhero television world. Oh, yeah. It was, like, it was the really the first big one. Yes. At least for our generation. Like, it's 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 so important that that show came out. It was it was interesting because, obviously, Small, Smallville was a huge hit for the WB. Yes. <clears throat> um, but Smallville didn't create... A universe. A universe like Arrow laid the, fa- laid the ground. It tried, but Smallville was its own self-contained universe. Yeah. It didn't branch out. They never had any spinoffs. They tried, but they never could get anything off the ground. There's, how like, how many other shows do we have because of Arrow? Like, four? Like, I mean, uh, we Black have, Knight we wouldn't have, exist without, we have even if it's not connected. Four directly. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Batwoman coming. Yep. And Black Constant- La- Constantine yeah. has now been looped into being part of that yeah. universe yeah, 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 retroactively. Mm-hmm. Um, Everyone was, you know, plus all the animated stuff they did. Yeah. Yeah, it's huge what the what they were able to do because yep. of Arrow. Um, Guggenheim. Not to mention that some of those superheroes who have shown up on across these shows on the CW have had more of a presence in the animated productions like Young Justice because of them being more in yeah. the limelight, more yeah, popular. Yeah, yeah. yeah, interesting. That's true. Um, Mark Guggenheim. Um, so a statement from uh, Berlanti, Guggenheim, and Schwartz uh, said, this was a difficult decision to come to, but like every hard decision we've made for the past seven years, it was with best intentions of Arrow in, in mind. We're heartened by the fans that Arrow has uh, birthed an entire universe of shows that will continue on for many years to come. We're excited about crafting a conclusion that honors the show, its characters, and its legacy, and are grateful to all the writers, producers, actors, and, more importantly, the incredible crew that has sustained us and the show for over seven years. Uh, so, yeah. Next fall. Man, we should definitely try <coughs> to get Guggenheim on here again after the show's over. Absolutely. 100%. Retrospective. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Um, I'd love to hear that retrospective. I, uh, I, the only show that I'm currently, I haven't caught up, but the only show I'm still watching is Arrow. Uh, and now that I know it's ending, uh, it makes me want to just like get through it even faster. Yeah, so this, I can se- see. this season is still better than the last. Yeah. Um, I mean, I really, <coughs> really liked up until where I stopped, which is only a couple episodes. So uh, yeah, I, I, it, it's kind of, I think in some ways Flash is getting a little better this season, and Arrow's getting a little long in the tooth with yeah. some of its plot threads. Um. But it's still stronger than it was last year. Yeah, so hundred percent. Yeah, I think you know what's interesting is that, so I think obviously Flash will position itself into the into the head show uh, because that was the that was the the direct spinoff. Um, Legends will continue as is, but I wonder how many more years even Flash might have. I okay, so I was talking to you about this when sure. First, uh-huh. So I saw this rumor, and it's not it's <coughs> not. Uh, uh, it's not proven anywhere, but I don't know where I saw it. But it was like, so it's rumored that two shows are going to be ending at CW, two of the superhero shows. And then like a week later, this Arrow thing happened. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, 
that 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 they could just be very coincidental that that rumor started. I don't think they want to. I don't think they would cancel Arrow and Flash at the same time. Not no, at the same I, time. I, I mean, Grant Gustin no. clearly has no knowledge of Flash coming to an end because of his response when Arrow ended. He made a very public response about you yeah. know how thankful he was for the show and the, all the opportunities it's led to, but he gave zero indication that the Flash is coming near its conclusion as well. Um, so I would assume for now that Flash isn't going. I think Legends, Legends. is probably probably nearing its end. Yeah. I think so too. I think Legends might need its big, end that's at Crisis show, as yeah. well. I, I I could see Legends coming back briefly next year and then ending. I could definitely see I could definitely see uh, the post Crisis on Earth landscape for the CW being Flash, Batwoman, Supergirl. And I could definitely Black see Lightning. not even Flash taking over the Aerospot, Batwoman taking over the Aerospot. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I feel like Batwoman's yeah. kind of much like gonna... Captain Marvel will be probably front and center for this next phase of the MCU. Like, I think I think Batwoman is going to be front and center. Yeah. Uh, that'd be interesting. Uh, I that's, w- that's the dark and gritty. Right, but I, w- yeah. but I would feel like they would want Flash because he's the veteran character. Yeah. And I think that's I mean, like, it, we're, we're, it doesn't really matter because you don't need anybody to be the, the flagship yeah, because yeah. you just watch the shows anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they cross over and they do, they do their things. Like, Flash would probably be considered the veteran series at that point just because it's the longest running. Mm-hmm. Not because of anything else. I don't think they'll go out of their way to like make Flash feel more central or now the only sp- special. Now yeah. The only thing, like the only thing that can, if they were to cancel Flash right. as well, uh-huh. Crisis on Infinite Earths would be the way to do it because yeah. historically the character does die during Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah. Uh-huh. So and and how think of how like talk about Game of Thrones red wedding situation. How really special would that be if? Two year shows went out with this big crossover. Yeah, that would be that'd be that's that would never have happened before. Right, that'd, that's be, a, that'd be amazing. That'd be pretty crazy. That'd be their end game. Um, I don't see a future where because we're talking about just two shows going. Yeah. I don't see a future where Legends lives past Arrow and Flash. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I don't see that. I see Supergirl being fine, and we got Batwoman coming, but but I don't see Legends living past both. Yeah. Know? Um. So I would imagine that. Uh, Stephen Amell also made a comment in in his continued post where he hinted that you know. It's not necessarily the last time we'll ever see him as Oliver Queen. It's just the last time he'll be a lead in a show. Yeah. Pop up he said, 100%. like, if you've been watching the shows, you know that I can still show up sometime. He kind of gave that hint that, like, this isn't necessarily goodbye yeah. forever. And, yeah. I mean, he loves he loves that show. He loves that whether, character. Like, whether of course not, he'll come back. Whether or not he'll be showing up as proper who we know Oliver Queen or a different Oliver Queen, who knows. But but he could always come back around. Any of the cast could always reappear in, yeah. in any moment. There's a whole multiverse. He could be, he could be another evil one. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like there's anybody from the Arrow cast you'd want to see move over to one of the other shows? Yeah, a lot of them. Uh, where, from purely having the knowledge of where I left off, absolutely not. I like. Yeah. I mean, I. I mean, like, I Felicity. I can give or take depending on the day of the week. But like, I like I'm pretty Diggle. done with her. I like Diggle a lot. I like Diggle a lot. I, I don't want to see Diggle go. Diggle was the big one where I was like, man, he's, I would like he's to his see, crutch. I would like to see Argus still yeah. called on in Flash. Argus is still like reference. They were they're just, reference. They were just referenced. Argus yeah. and um, uh, Diggle's wife was just in the last episode of Flash. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'd, I'd like to see that kind of thing. That's stick what I hope. Even even if even if you, you can't pick and choose, you have to pick the whole cast. Like I I I definitely don't want to see all of them go away yet. Yeah, I, I'm. It seems early. If we if we were if you were to ask what I want a character to move and be a be a, a reoccurring character on uh-huh. another one of the shows, uh, even Diggle, I'd, no. The See, whole Diggle uh, with the Flash just theme, to, like, because he, he, the way he deals with superpowers is so funny. Sure, he would be perfect for that show. Uh, not to be too spoilery, this is these are like three or four weeks old episodes at this point of Arrow, but um, I probably Curtis that. Curtis just walked. Yeah, he's he's out. Yeah. Um, 
they walked that they took the character. Is that because Felicity was being out. being mean and like in dirty? Do you mean like plot wise? Yeah. No, it was that he got an offer to like head a science thing at, in Washington D.C. Oh yeah. Okay. And he decided I'm going to go do that, and I'm not going to work on Argus, and I'm not going to work on Team Arrow, and I'm kind of done with the vigilante thing. And I feel like that was long, long overdue because I I've often said I never felt like we needed the Curtis character while we had Felicity. Yeah. And they were constantly just like. Buddy running heads. out of storylines to be able to do with Curtis. So, no offense to the actor, but the character just didn't need to be in the show. I don't anymore. like his interpretation of Mr. Terrific. To be yeah, honest. I could see them bring him back as Mr. Terrific, but as someone who's running Terrific Tech. I don't. I just don't know yeah. if I want it. I don't. Right. Yeah, I don't like his version. No, of but Mr. I mean, not, not as a, as you would say with with Diggle being you know showing up when Argus shows up. Him showing up. Hey, let's go to Terrific Tech for an episode, and there's Mr. Yeah, Terrific. That, yeah, that'd be fine. I guess. That's outside of those two, like yeah, no, gone. All of them gone. Um, I have they all died in crisis. I'll I tell you what. Care. Now that like Roy is back, being old Roy, like I I like seeing Roy again. I do like Colton Haynes Roy. I wouldn't I mind like him, him a lot. showing up, just that's showing up other places. Old man Roy. That's a different tune. Yeah. When when Roy first showed up, you were very against him. Yeah. Well, He's gotten a lot the, better. They made the character a lot better. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah. I'm also I'm a I'm a big fan of that actor. I just did not like the way they were writing. Roy, yeah. when they at the started. beginning of the show, yeah, yeah no, no, I didn't I like it at all. Yeah. I didn't like it at all. Uh, I again, like part of it is that we're seeing like this older Roy, but like I, if they could take him in this direction, I, I'd be all for seeing more Roy. I love old man Roy. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's move on. Anyway, that's crazy news. Yeah, I love CW talk. Cool, it's insane. Uh, anyway, let's move on to some also crazy news. Um, I didn't know this was happening. What? Doom has a new movie coming out. Doom. Doom. D O O M. I didn't uh, hear about the this video either. Game. No, yeah. That's a great game. It has a sequel coming out this year. Appa- yeah. Apparently, well. Doom Annihilation. Uh, Universal Pictures uh, is rebooting the movie Doom. And they released that, that, that That's title. It? And the synopsis. Oh, my God. And three images. Doom Annihilation follows a group of space marines as they respond to a distress call from a base on, Mar- on a Martian moon that's, only to discover it's been overrun by demonic creatures who threaten to create hell on Earth. So is it animated? No, it's live no, action. No, it's live action. How do you have three three pictures of a movie we never heard? Of? Go ahead, like Google it right what now. What the hell? Google Doom Annihilation Listen, images. So, uh, Doom's awesome, and if it's gonna do real Doom where it's Martians and the gates to hell, looks like it. Good, good. What was the mo- what was the movie like? A virus or something like that? No, it's human mutation. <laughs> oh, genetic mutation. I could have sworn there was a whole bit where they opened like a portal so in hell or ne- something. Negative. <laughs> I'm looking up Doom Annihilation. No, like... Oh, wow, yeah, there's totally demon dudes. Yeah. Holy shit. Show Brandon, because I don't think he's seen the image either. That's straight up like a demon, man. Oh, wow. Wait, they're filming this. I know. Yeah. Is Guillermo del Toro making this? Because we didn't know. Okay, I'm making sure. There are (laughs) actors casting this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This movie is happening. I know. (laughs) How did we not know about this? How does this always happen? (laughs) No, but how did we not know about this? Um, they How do we miss? This? I feel I like we know. mentioned that there was a Doom live-action film being talked about, being worked on at Universal. I feel like that came up months ago, but all it, that's literally all it was. We might have even left it out of our news because yeah. it was literally Universal has options to make a Doom film, Maybe. looking to build it, blah blah blah. And then we never heard anything else. And now, hey, by the way, Doom Annihilation's coming out later this year. So it's ri- it's written and directed by Tony Giglio. Giglio, okay. uh, what do you do? Jigglypuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'll look him up in a minute. Okay. Oh, Sparks, if you can look him up. Um, produced by Lorenzo de Bonaventura. Ben- yeah, okay. John yeah. Wells, yeah. Jeffrey Beach, Philip Roth, and Ogden Gavinsky. Cool name. And the cast is featuring Amy Manson, Dominic Motham, 
and Nina Bergman and Luke Allen Gale. I don't know any of those people. I don't know any of those people. The smate. What's, what's his name? Uh, oh, God. Oh, I've got, Tony, it. I've got it. Tony Giglio. 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 I've this, got him. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a lower budget movie. Like an Overlord? This is certainly a lower budget film, yes. Yeah. He, oh man, if this is just Overlord in space. He made SWAT under siege. Oh no, that's straight to DVD. Uh and he was second unit director for Resident Evil Afterlife. Oh no. Uh Tony. <laughs> in nineteen ninety nine, Soccer Dog the movie. No, Tony! <laughs> Guys, I think this is gonna be straight to DVD. I think this is straight to DVD. I he think made this is straight to VAD. He DVD. made oh, no. Death Race 2, Death Race 3 Inferno, Death Race Beyond. Okay, those aren't directors. Those are writers. Writer credits. Those are also yeah. all directed DVD. Guys, this movie is straight to Red Redbox. <laughs> that's why it looks this bad. That's why. That's why so this project it? was announced in April 2018. Okay, maybe we did talk uh, about it. And it, principal photography ended in June. Of last year? Uh-huh. Holy with additional shit. photography following in early 2019. Uh, it is scheduled to be released on home video oh. in the fall of 2019. I wonder if this is a tie-in to the, to the game. No way. It can't be because... They've done weirder things for video game tie-ins. They they have, but it's weird that it Look it'd at be, all the Halo live-action stuff. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, If anything, this would be a tie-in to the first game because the sequel, it's about you literally going to hell to kill Satan. <laughs> This oh. is about going to Mars. To that sounds rad. I might. I think I'm gonna play these Dude, games. Dude, the trailer, the the trailer for Doom, uh, in uh, Eternal, it starts where like your Mars base got transported to hell, and like the AI lady's like, so it seems like the temperature's gotten a little hotter. You okay? And you're literally in the escapes of hell. <laughs> Jesus. And the AI, AI lady's like, I think something's wrong with your thermostat. <laughs> Look, I I gotta say, I just I feel like this will be better than the Rock movie. Don't say that. I think it might be. Because that movie's bad with great stuff. Yeah, F it's F bad with great stuff. This might actually be a good, like, little little film adaptation of Doom. <sighs> Dude, Street Theory doesn't. Hey, that monster doesn't look bad. Can I just, That can monster I, doesn't look bad because it's practical. It looks good. Can I say? Yeah. yeah. FNP commentary, Doom? Yes. Totally. Yes. Oh, the first Doom? Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Semper right. Fi, Mother Trucker. I'd watch it again. Man. Uh, this film's kind of fun. The rocks in it. It's got something. So I know it's got something. This is a this is um, ooh, Arcadia has the had the license for this. Boom bought Arcadia. Mm -hmm. um, the comic book Mouse Guard. Mouse Guard. Hey. Uh, well, well, well known in the comic book community. Yeah. Um, I've never read it personally, but uh, whatever. Brandon um, doesn't like mice. Nope. What about rats? Uh, no. Okay. You ever seen those? You ever seen that movie with um, Stuart Little, Nathan Lane trying to kill? Yeah, Mouse Hunt. That movie's great. Yeah. Gore Verbinski. Hate that movie. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I actually really like that movie. Mickey Mouse is Brandon's arch enemy. Oh boy! Frack that! Frack that! Uh, the mouse in the butt. That mouse. All right. What's the news? <laughs> mouse Guard is getting a film adaptation by Fox, uh, soon Disney. D David <laughs> direct, uh, directed by David Peterson. Uh -huh. um, uh, so, oh, three big names, uh, such as Andy Serkis. Ooh. Um, Motion capture. And, and Giancarlo. Giancarlo Esposito. Yep. There you go. Um, Sure. He's Breaking Bad. Who's he? He's in Breaking Bad. That's who? Oh, um, um, the evil crime lord chicken guy. Oh, the glasses. black guy. Yeah. Yeah, I like yeah, him a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's also the voice of uh, Shere Khan or, or somebody. He's in Genie in Once Upon a Time. Is he? Yeah, he's Genie in Once All Upon a Time. All I know him is in Breaking Bad. When they first introduced, before they introduced Aladdin Once Upon a Time, they introduced Genie years ago. He's the man in the, he's the mirror on the wall. Because it was revealed that Regina put the, put the Genie in the mirror on the wall, and that's how... Oh, that's who that guy is? That's who that guy oh, is. Oh, I like that guy. Yeah. That's your Once Upon a Time minute. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's all that deserves. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate. Uh, Mouse guard. Um, yeah, so live action. Do you think it's going to be Andy Brandon, Serkis? Brandon's just skimming this this reading, but they're they're being done with stop motion. Oh, oh, yeah. that's cool. Really, I just <laughs> read that. <laughs> you got to read the whole thing. I'm man. sorry. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, so they uh, so it's a uh, stop motion anime feature. Uh, Circus is going to play uh, guard mouse turned antagonist Midnight, while Esposito will play the peg legged uh, seafaring Conrad. Um, so yeah, Thomas. Uh, Brody Sangster is going to play uh, protagonist Lee L I E A M Liam yeah Liam sure Liam that's how you spell I am Lia whatever uh, he's been he's in Game of Thrones apparently I don't know so he's um, uh, he's the boy who finds Bran knows he's the three eyed Raven oh who well, finds him with his sister him and his sister gotcha yeah okay oh Wes Ball of the Maze Runner films is directing. Uh, Matt Reeves is producing, though. So that's cool. Hey, it's got his name on Apparently it. Apparently, this film was announced in 2016, and uh, uh, so it's been in development for quite a while. Yeah, I mean, it's a very, very popular comic, so like, I'm sure they've been trying to make it for yeah. however yeah. long. So stop motion is cool. I, yeah. like st- I like stop motion animation a lot. I think stop motion is a cool way to go about this. Yeah, uh, you don't see a lot of stop motion. It's very expensive to do with, ba- yeah. with very high risk. So, I mean, this is like a cool property to deal with, though. Little yeah. Mouses with Swords. Yeah, cool. Mouse Guard, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of the one with um, um, uh, Matthew Broderick with the big... The big ears. <laughs> big ears, Matthew Broderick. <laughs> Remember the big mouse ears? Mouse Des- ears. Des- Desperado, Despacito, Des- Despero, Des- uh, Despero. Despero. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow, that's wow. called. Yeah. Wow. I got that eventually. I'm going right. to have to look this one up. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. I know what it is, but man. I think Emma Watson's in that. Ooh. I think you're right. Yeah, there we go. There's your Despo talk for the year. <laughs> Despo. Um, Despero is a fictional supervillain in the DC Comics. <laughs> nope. Wrong nope. one. That's the three-eyed pink monster. Yep, 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 yep. Maleficent 2, while Ryan (laughs) is looking that up, Maleficent 2 has a new release date, which which was taken by surprise, and a new title. Um, The full title for Maleficent 2 is going to be called Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, and it will be released on... Did you look it up? It came out in 2008. It's a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Mistress of Evil, and it will be released on October 18th. Uh, It was initially scheduled to be in May 2020. Ooh. Uh, but now it's, it's like going to crazy big jump. Now it's going to be be here much sooner. This film started principal photography a long time ago and yeah. ended a long time ago. Yeah. yeah, it did. But I it was Disney had so many movies this year. I didn't think they'd add another this late in the game. And they're just like, no, nah, Maleficent two October. See you then. And Jesus. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm not crazy about the title. Mistress of Evil uh, is it's a, ter- a little odd given the the plot of the first plot film. Of the first film. Yeah, yeah I don't. I she's need, not evil. Yeah, I don't. I need more before I say, but like I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not the biggest fan of Maleficent. I'm 100% curious. I won't lie. I told you, I'm if very, it's just her like wrecking the world with monsters and stuff, then like, okay, that's cool. But like, if it's not, then like, I don't care. Well, so I, I like, it's a I secret like, Hellboy crossover. <laughs> I like Maleficent. I think that movie's pretty cool. I do too. Um, I don't love it. No. But I think there's a lot in there that's pretty good. I think she's great <laughs> yeah. as, as the character. I like her a lot. Yeah. As the title character. I like it better than the animated Sleeping Beauty, personally. Interesting. Okay. I, I find I that... I have no opinion on I that. Find that. I find Maleficent a cool character in that film, mm-hmm. but I find the story overall bland. I can... I can... I won't disagree with that. Sure. I don't have a strong opinion on it, by the way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the idea of Mistress of Evil is wrong. It's like she, she's she's owning up to being evil. Like that's but she's what, not it could evil be, in that first could, film. No, no, I know, but it like that's, that's the problem. Like everyone knows her for being evil, so like, what do you do? It could be misdirection. But why, be. But that's the theme of your movie. Yeah, misdirection of evil. <laughs> yeah, 
Misdirection and evil. Um, Maybe Mistress of Evil isn't her. Maybe it's like, oh. <laughs> oh. It's oh. your sister from another world. <laughs> what was that? It's your sister. It's your sister. <laughs> it's your, it's your God brother. <laughs> it's your brother, Marvin yeah. Barry. You like evil? Who's <laughs> this? <laughs> Uh, all right, moving on. Then. That would be that would be the way they'd get us. It'd be somebody else's the mistress. Of this yeah. is coming out a whole year earlier, almost almost, almost a year. It's that's a, about crazy. half a year. That's movies are weird, man. <laughs> it's it's six, seven, eight months from 2020 to 2019. Yeah. That's still crazy. Yeah, it May May to October. That's crazy. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, well, so I guess the Mortal Kombat reboot is getting some traction. This film has been in pre-production for almost a decade now. Yeah, uh, longer. I've heard. I, I've read so many rumors about this thing for the last couple of years. Like who like. It's crazy, man. What do yeah, you got for me this uh, day? James Wan is still attached to produce this uh-huh. one. Um, but this it was initially Kevin Tacheron, who the did guy the who did the the shorts on YouTube. Yeah, which are pretty good. I yeah, like the shorts are. a lot. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's now kind of moving into pre production. We're getting we're getting closer. Screenwriter Greg Russo has completed has completed a script. Okay. Uh, Simon McQuoid 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 has signed on to direct the film, um, and apparently the characters. Uh, who are going to appear? Uh, Kano, g- right? Well, I'll get there. Okay. Um, so it includes a brand new, uh, brand brand new character called Cole Turner, a single father and former boxer who was recruited by Jackson <laughs> Jax Bridges to join a team of human fighters and defend the the Earth and an extra. I don't care about that. Listen, listen, <laughs> real quick. I already, you lost me when you said Cole Turner. Why are they making up main characters when you have 50,000 characters in the Mortal Kombat universe? Why are yeah. you making up yeah. a random white dude That's named Cole <laughs> Turner when you have Liu Kang and Kung Lao and Scorpion, all these awesome characters? You want to do, do a white dude? You got one, Johnny Cage. You literally have a, a couple white dudes. Cole Turner, what a stupid, boring white name. God. So, so the list, the list from this screenplay, I think, it says a, a few of the Mortal Kombat characters that are in it, but Scorpion's not on that list. No. I can't, that's unbelievable. Yeah, that's 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 super silly. It's like, hey, you're not gonna have Iron Man in your Avengers movie. Do you think this film's gonna be better or worse than the first one? That first one, I like it's a lot. Still, again, it's still too early. Like, I gotta see like what what the take is. Uh, is if it's, is this still a take where Raiden is like a 14 year old, where it's like teenage Raiden? Because we talked about that a while ago. It doesn't say that was a bad take too. I why isn't Liu Kang the the main character? I don't know why they don't just make that game. Liu Kang is the main character just of the Mortal Kombat franchise. The, Mortal Kombat 1, also Mortal Kombat 9, which is like a remake, basically. Yeah. Just do that story. It's there. It's easy. The fights are there. The characters are there. You don't need to make it all this nonsense. Make it an ensemble cast. Yeah. Guys, it's so easy. Just make the first movie again. They did it right. That first Mortal Kombat movie is still one of the best video game movies. And Can it's not like super great. What, what McCoy, McCoy has done? Sure. I want to know what his track record is. Scott, Scott McCoy? Yes, yeah, Simon McQuoid. Simon. M C Q U O. Yeah, I'm on it. Is there any other news on this one? Uh, yeah. It? So, um, uh, where, where did I ca- where did I stop caring? Uh, you <laughs> stopped <laughs> caring when it was about to get to the story about his daughter, ah. Cole Turner's daughter. Uh, artist against killers from another world. Cole's daughter Emily is described as being 12 years old, and I still don't care. Why? And this already, is a rated R franchise. And already a surprising fighter in her own right. That sounds awful. Joining them are classic Mortal Kombat characters, Sonya Blade, Kano, Liu Kang, and Kung Lao. Liu Kang's in your movie and he's not the main character. Whatever. So okay. Simon Simon McCoy is a director who has his own <laughs> website called SimonMcCoy.com. Hey, I it's, love that's it. fine. That's fine. That's and on the top it says Simon McCoy, period. Director, period. <laughs> <laughs> director of what, though, Simon? <laughs> and then it's just a series 
of clips from many, many things. That's <laughs> not, just, you're not helping just me. Just in a row. Sorry. Um, let's go to IMDb. <laughs> yeah, that's probably better. So listen. Uh, okay, so yeah, overseen, keep... overseen by Kung Lao. Kung Lao and Luke King are in yeah. your movie, and it's not about that. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's not even the main the main problem. It's that overseen you, yeah. by the God of Thunder, Lord Raiden, for their intense training to defend the Earth. The Outworld Tournament is overseen by the uh, Ageless Shang Tsung, yep. with Melina and Sub Zero appearing in the contest of mm-hmm. champions. According to the hashtag, according to the hashtag show, the filmmakers have their eye on Joel Edgerton to play the lead role of Kano. Uh, that's, has, that's good casting. He has never made a movie. This is his first movie. He's okay. only made commercials. Well, we we all you know what? start this somewhere. Could, this could be something. We David Fincher somewhere. David Fincher yeah. did commercials. Yeah. He still does commercials. Um, Cole Turner sounds like a real fast way to have a white protagonist in yeah. a series that could have an Asian protagonist. One hundred yep. million percent. I don't love this that. This is a very diverse cast of characters. Don't love that. And listen, if you okay, you're gonna have a twelve year old. <laughs> I'm get this is beginning mad from last week again because it's all right there, guys. Uh, Mortal Kombat X has Johnny Cage introduce his daughter Cassie Cage. There's a story if you want a daughter and a father. You don't. You uh, don't, yeah. You, this is bothering me. <laughs> this is actually tell. making me mad. I could tell. Um, yeah. No, I'm I'm with you though. This is this film has the characters that you would need to be the yeah. lead characters. So why are you creating a new character? Especially another just boring white dude. Yeah. It doesn't. Cole make any Turner. Sense. All right, well, maybe... Next, um, please. Maybe Come on, guys. You know how famous Cole Turner is. Remember when Cole Turner showed up in the during the Saiyan Saga in Dragon Ball Z with his young 12-year-old daughter? Hey, guys, I'm Cole with my daughter, Emily. No, like, we got Shang Tsung, <laughs> Sub-Zero, Liu Kang. Hi, I'm Cole Turner. Like, it, it's, really, it's, it's, it's really weird because, whatever. Maybe, Chris, maybe Christopher Lambert will come back as Raiden and save this whole thing. <laughs> Yo, that first Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat's awesome. I like that movie. You know, you can save Cole Turner real fast by making him like the one half of a of a gay parenting couple to this daughter, <laughs> yeah. like Chuck and Larry, like, <laughs> very into like fighting. No, but I mean, like you know, he's very into fighting, but he's still like oh, very like, like subvert the character. Like, yeah, yeah, it'd be like oh, it's Cole Turner, yeah, but Cole Turner's like you know the homosexual fighter. It's yeah. like representing at least something. You know, you know, I would well, love, why, I would why? love to believe they'll do something cool like that. They're not. They're not. No, <laughs> I know. Look, the, look, I get it. The games are the games are old, but they still have an Asian protagonist. Yeah. The games aren't old. They're making a new one. A right new one now. comes out next month, and no, your main no. characters are black people and Asian people, <laughs> and two white dudes, and that's it. Why? It's fine. Yeah, it's like of of video games. This is one of the ones more famous for having a very diverse cast. Yes. Yeah. So you don't do. This is what they did in the nineties. This is yeah. the '90s shit all over again. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog leak. We're not going to talk about it this week. <laughs> we'll talk about it next Ben's week. Ben's not here to scream, so yeah. Whatever. I can hear him just distantly and faintly. He's got to be fast. <laughs> A fandom. Whatever. Black Widow has casting. Emma Watson may be in this movie. She's Whatever. Like, I don't she, care. We'll talk about it next week. Okay. I, uh, <laughs> Everything from she, here on. Yeah. For, uh, she might be playing like a James Bond character. Yeah. Like That's a, pretty like, cool. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I. Oh, so. I'm less interested in her being in this movie. I don't really know if I want her in the MCU, but I would be totally down for her to play a James Bond-esque spy yeah. in a different film. Yeah. I'm totally into that. I'm not against it. I just have a hard time picturing her in the MCU. That's yeah. all. I don't know why that is. I don't know. It's I because she's Hermione her. Granger, and she hasn't done very much else. No, I've seen her in other I've stuff. Seen and I've, and I've, still, her movies I've seen most of them, yeah. But still, like, why is it struggling. weird for her to be in any other movie? No, I'm not saying it's like against the rules or anything. I'm just saying... like. I'm having a hard time picturing it. That's all. I'm did you have a hard time with Daniel Radcliffe it. when he started doing other stuff too? Be honest. I, I don't did. remember anymore. Okay. No, I. So my thing is, it's less so about seeing Hermione Granger. It's more so 
can I see her next to Scarlett Johansson? Yeah. That's, uh, I, I don't know if I can see those two <clears throat> those two together. I don't know if I if, I if I if I see them. I'm not against it. I'm just trying to picture it. I think it might be the. I, I close th- my eyes and I see it. I think it might be the age disparity. I got a like Photoshop. You can put them next to each other. They're not. They're they're not that far in age, but it, but she's still. But uh, Scarlett Johansson still has a maturity to her look that that Emma still has the. the she could be a young, uh, uh, naive, you know, underdeveloped. Like, oh, I'm a new agent. And you you you're the tough agent. Maybe. Who I, knows? But at any rate, I'd still rather see her in a her own spy movie uh, than than a, than an MCU film. Uh, I'll say whatever gets Emma Watson into a movie that people see, I'm happy with. Sure. Yes, I do. Because she do. doesn't, she doesn't do enough big stuff. I do love her, and I'm, I, I've, I've always had. Come happy on, man! She her. was in that excellent Beauty and the Beast remake. She's in. I just still like that movie. A, a and B. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think. Uh, she's still my my first crush. So yeah, yeah. That and Bulma. Um. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> Black Adam. Don't care. Black Adam. I guess. What's the news about Black Adam? That he's not going to do anything. <laughs> I guess Black Adam's movie's still happening, and uh, Hawkman is going to be in it with uh, Stargirl and Adam Smasher. Oh. Yeah. That's kind of weird and cool, (laughs) but weird. The new draft is written by Adam... He wrote Rampage. (laughs) I don't care. I really don't care about this movie. Man, what did Mortal Kombat do to you? (laughs) (laughs) I've never cared about the the Black Adam film ever since they announced the movie. It wasn't going to be the villain in Shazam. Adam Smasher. I don't care. Do you guys care? He'll be the villain in the sequel. I still care about seeing The Rock play Black Adam. I just think it's funny that he was like one of the first people cast in this uh, Mother Effing Universe and he's not even in a movie. I know. I think it's so sad that Brandon's reached a point where he cares a little about Black Adam that like the idea of Hawkman being in the DC films is like, God. It's just like <laughs> the direction they're going with it. Like, guys, he's the villain of Shazam. Just put him in the Shazam movie. Like, why is it's this? It's not hard. He it's, is again, Shazam's villain. Why make I know he's The Rock and he he's a big guy, but. We'll talk about it later. But you know what they did with Savannah? That's not Savannah. No, not at all. That's Black Adam. Yeah. <laughs> Savannah doesn't have. Yeah, we'll talk about it. <laughs> anyway. It's cool. It's cool. Uh, so this is the mad episode. <laughs> Mortal Kombat hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're on this doll that Mortal Kombat touch you. Yeah. <laughs> Suicide Squad. In my heart. And it stabbed and oh it didn't stop stabbing. God. <laughs> Suicide Squad 2. I forgot this happened this week. It's getting closer, man. This Crazy. Movie, this movie is very close to happening. Unbelievable. This, this might be the next film to shoot after Birds of Prey. Gah! Uh, which would be very shocking. Um, so it's going into the production title of El Dorado. Remember that when you start uh, you know, looking for the signs? If you live in L.A.? <sighs> Try it again. I what? just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, I care. Um, okay, I'm just gonna read what was Do it. down here. Someone's gotta care. <laughs> um, uh, a new report of the film uh, may take inspiration from a classic source. Whereas David Ayer's original 2016 Suicide Squad has heavily uh, informed by the was heavily informed by the New 52 run. Gunn's take on the team will be reportedly primarily influenced by the classic 1980s series by John Ostrander and Hell Kim yeah. Yale. The acclaimed 80s run had Deadshot and Rick Flagg in central roles with a rotating cast of supporting characters drawing from the extensive library of DC Comics villains and, and anti-heroes. While unconfirmed, Margot Robbie and Viola Davis are both expected to reprise their role as Harley Quinn and Man and Waller. I don't want to see Mar- Har- Margot Robbie come back. Um, Guess what? It's happening. I don't care. <laughs> I she, look. She's in fifty movies. I know as this character. Yeah, um, they didn't she's even in one fifty so far. Look, one th- is out. You know what? To be fair, they did cancel the. They might have canceled the Joker Harley film. So good. I think that's dead. Okay, there w- with fine. Jared Leto over at Morbius. <sighs> we'll I think there. that's dead. <laughs> a lot of, lot of oh movies. boy. <laughs> um, Will Smith. Uh, they are looking to recast uh, Deadshot. This is first of all, yeah. 
That's interesting. Not get rid of the character, just recast. See, I think it'd be better to get rid of the character. I do too, but in terms of what we're getting, I'm not mad. Idris Elba is reportedly, yeah. now take this with a heavy grain of salt, mm-hmm. reportedly in talks to star as Deadshot. Hey, I'm okay with it. That's, I, I, yeah, I like him. I, man, just give him all the movies. Get, get Brandon on board with Suicide Squad too. Hell yeah. Yeah, maybe. That's a commentary I might want to do. James Gunn and Idris Elba? I'd watch that. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And James Gunn's got a good track record. Exactly. Me. All right. Hold on. Do you, do you have the names of maybe who all the characters are going to be? Because they're all great. I think so. They're Hold so on. good. Um, uh, uh, according to Collider... It sounds like there will be four new villains introduced, even though Warner Brothers has not officially commented on the news yet. Collider reports that the four new characters joining the team is James Gunn uh, team and James Gunn Suicide Squad are the Rat the Rat Catcher, yeah, King Shark, hell yeah, Polka Dot Man, hell yeah, and Peacemaker, hell yeah. So outside of King Shark, they're relatively unknown villains. Uh, that's kind of the way to go. Yep, David Ayer, Rat Catcher <laughs> catches rats. And hopefully they lower the stakes in this one and, you know, make it more 100%. about espionage. And I have faith in gun. Yeah, me too. 100%. Can we move on? Yeah. Yeah, Mortal Kombat did you dirty, didn't it? Hey, you, don't even, you don't even care that much either. I like Mortal Kombat a yeah. lot. Man. Like, here's, here's the thing. Here's yeah. the thing. I Yeah, I've fallen very behind on the games, but I, I do really like Mortal Kombat. I, I, it's just not something I've caught I've I was, up with. I was going to say if we had time today, and I know we don't. We play that first game because I got the streaming ready. <laughs> We're doing oh, it man, that'd be really good. We're doing it soon. Uh, Matt Smith is apparently not in <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> this is the funniest news of the week. <laughs> yeah, this was good. So we've, we've what was even, what was even funnier is, I don't know if you noticed it when I posted this out, but Brandon just noticed when he was over my shoulder earlier that the reason this even happened was because they were talking to Matt Smith while he was on set of Morbius, Yeah, which apparently he's in Morbius. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay, so I was, it was, it was, de- Correct me if I'm wrong. It was definitely announced that Matt Smith we and Dominic Monaghan we talked about were it. cast in in this in Star Wars. It was Wars reported at several places, and nobody disputed said no. It. <laughs> like, everybody said, "Yeah, that's a thing." We just assumed, you know, rumors are rumors; they'll happen. Fans were trying to figure out who he was. It was either it was Thrawn or Ray's dad. Exactly. Yeah, we had a whole bit. Yep, it was a great bit. Yeah, go back and listen <laughs> to that episode. It was a great bit. <laughs> months, eight months, months ago. <laughs> now we uh, so. Uh, <laughs> As far as he says, as far as I can tell, I'm definitely not in it. <laughs> like ha- eight months later, like yeah, so hey, Matt, you're gonna be in that Star Wars movie? Like no, wait, what? <laughs> no, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, it's it's like not even really news, but it's like but we it just is all assume because, because it's an eight month later retraction. Yeah, that's really weird. I like that he didn't give a statement or anything. It's just like, oh yeah, no, I'm not in it. Yeah, no, I'm not. What's in up? It. I'm, I'm pretty but sure. You know I'm what I am that. in? Effing Morbius. <laughs> You know who else is in Morbius? Your best friend. Uh, Tyrese Gibson has been cast in Morbius this week. (laughs) Ryan. Ryan's face was real good there. I wish you guys could see that. Oh, man. That was something. He's leaving the family for this? (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Tyrese. Oh, yeah. Fast Nine's supposed to start shooting soon. Oh, buddy. Fast nine years. Who else felt? joined the cast? There was uh, weren't there like threats from Tyrese that he'd be done with the franchise if the Rocks spinoff went through. You're breaking the family up. <laughs> so I'm gonna go do Morbius now. Yeah, the yeah. Rocks really threatened. Probably wow. probably made a bad choice there. God. Uh, and Jared Leto was cast in <laughs> Morbius. Yeah no, yeah. Uh, no, that was no. a long time ago. You're talking about Jared Harris. Jared Harris Harris yes. D- hashtag. Does that hurt you? Dumbledore for Does that hurt Morbius. You? So much. So much hurt. Jared Harris. Why? Oh, man. Because he loves money. <laughs> but I realized, no. <laughs> they released one picture from, from like, but it doesn't. The picture is dumb as it, shit. Yeah, he doesn't, like, it's from, like. Jared, Jared Leto's, like, teasing, 
this is what I'll look like. And he's you can just see his he's... eyes and a little bit of his hair. Yeah, you don't. I wonder if he's he, gonna have the. You gross... know what he looks like? He looks like Jared Leto. He looks like Thirty Seconds to Mars. <laughs> yeah. All right. So hell yeah. So uh, Tyrese Gibson. Uh, don't care. You uh, gotta. <laughs> you can't do this. We gotta talk. No, hold on. I'm trying <laughs> to figure out who he's playing. He's playing some agent that's like that's hunting. Well, Morbius Matt down. Smith is playing. Lo- Loxius Crown. Yeah, that's that's what people think he's playing. That's what people think he's playing. He's another vampire boy. Um, Gibson <laughs> uh, is an FBI agent. Yeah. Gonna, is going to to hunt down. Is going to try and hunt hunt him down. Uh, I don't see here who. Oh no, Jared Harris, who's supposedly playing a mysterious but important role in this film. Uh, Idria uh, or Jonah. I bet I bet Jared Harris is like the Russell Crowe equivalent from. Here's the what I actually imagine. And filming started this week. Here's what I imagine in London. Um, in London. This this is just me being crazy speculative. Them trying to build a big universe. Sure. Um, in Spider Verse, the comic event Spider Verse, the bad guys were called the Inheritors, and they're people who eat totems of like spider totems and stuff like that. I think he might be some weird uh, big guy that is setting up for other stuff. Like like Russell Crowe, so that that would be yeah, that would be yeah Russell Crowe and the Mummy because yeah. vampire stuff like is very tied to inheritor stuff and like if they're trying to bring venom in maybe like they're building their own universe like they would eat the venom symbiote to get stronger like they could be doing all this stuff or he's just playing some stupid dude and this movie's gonna suck. I mean these films, there's no guarantee that these films are gonna be those two things aren't mutually exclusive. It can be both. True, <laughs> that's true. Hey, but you know what? This film could be good. So like, look, we're we're talking shit because we didn't like Venom, but this is a different team. Maybe who knows? Yeah, you're right. Uh, I, guess. I still go back to regardless of Venom. We don't need a. Morbius I didn't need movie. a Morbius movie. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. need a Morbius movie with Jared Leto. Michael Morbius, the living vampire. I like Matt Smith. I really do. Can't wait to see him in Star Wars. <laughs> 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 you know what's funny? He actually shows up in Star Wars. He's not even Morbius. <laughs> no, Man, dude. I would love it. God. All right. Well, let's let's hurry. Let's let's uh, Gundam. Uh, oh man! I'm really bummed Ben's not here for this one because yeah. Brian K. Vaughn has been atta- has att- attached himself to the legendary uh, live action uh, adaptation of Gundam. This is awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. Brian K. Vaughn is the is the writer of Saga. <laughs> uh, we stand on guard, which is a heavily heavily mech heavy mech, yes. mech influences there. I want to believe he wrote, he's written for a bunch of TV shows too. He, he has. Yeah, he's yeah. written for a lot. He, lo- of TV he shows. did Lost. I know that. This is his first movie. Yeah, it, it's one of it's the first in a three picture deal he has with Legendary. Nice. So that's that's exciting. I'm really I'm kind of stoked for this one now that it's coming together. I'm nervous only because Brian K. Vaughn's never written a film. Right. Yeah. And this is adapting a massive thing into a film and it, so decades nervous, of material. But I, yeah. But I'm glad that it's someone who has a lot of good writing chops yeah. behind so him. So let's see. Let's cast let's create a white character for this Asian cast. Cole um, No, Turner. it's gotta be worse than that. Like Jonathan Haybrew. Jonathan Haybrew, that's it. That's the there one. You go. And he has to can say. You, can you make the last name sound a little more Jewish, please? Hey, Brewski. There we go. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, look for that. Um, all right. I think that's really cool news, man. Yeah. No, me too. Yeah. That, that, uh, that's like, exciting. More comic people transitioning to bigger writing gigs. Doesn't yeah. always work out, but it's cool to see. Yeah. Oh, so, so much news. I love it. So much news. I'm loving it. There um, was more. We cut it some of it out. Some of it. Cut it out. <coughs> uh, Disney streaming service will apparently have the entire Disney Vault uh, included in the ser- in in their in their service. And this is a crazy update. Yeah, yeah. that's worth ten um, bucks. I was really hoping this would be the case. 
Uh, it's not going to be at launch, but eventually they will put everything they've ever done, especially all of their animated films, on this service. And that's we can awesome. finally watch Cinderella that Three. That is an unbeatable service. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. This is, um, you know, like we talked we talked about this a lot. How a lot of streaming services they they stop. Right. They don't have anything post pre two thousand or pre whatever. Like, there's a lot of films that have just been lost to history because people just stream now. Sure. Uh, yeah. Disney doing this allows for them to have their entire history on the service, especially. Uh, if they get Fox's library, that's mm. a ton of history. Man, that's gonna be awesome. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's really exciting. Yeah. That's I mean, I definitely don't need another s- monthly streaming service thing, but like this is the one to have. And they've really. well, and they've been saying the whole time that their aim is to be a lower cost price than like Netflix and Hulu. Even ten bucks, like that's real cheap for every Disney. Thing. But they're but they're talking like going towards that six seven dollar <sighs> range. That's and if if that happens, but here's the thing. No, the, I'm not. The reason I, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just like that's they can do that, and like what's that gonna do to Netflix? Because because everybody will buy it. Yeah. They're like, oh yeah, we could go that low because yeah. everybody will buy. If it's it. like a third of the price of Netflix, you, oh hell yeah, dude! Not only that, but they can also go that low because it's not the only thing they're doing. Yeah, they're not reliant on it. Yeah, they, they can, have right. billions. They can put money into that, and if they lose <clears throat> money, they can take it from somewhere else. Yeah, they'll be like, it, trust me, everybody's gonna get this streaming service. We can do drop it for seven dollars. Every single person will have it. Right. Yeah. Um, also on the st- streaming service, I guess a new TV series. Uh, um, that's supposedly a, a princess and a superhero show kind of mixed in two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah. Mixed in one. I heard about um, this. Kind of interesting. A titled Secret Society of Second Born Royals. Kind of sounds a little bit like Descendants. Kind of sounds like yeah. a mouthful. It does sound like a mouthful. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were Secret Society that. of Secondhand Royals? Yes. Wow. I mean, that is cool. Like, it, it is Descendants. Second Born Royals. Second Born Royals. Just add, yeah, super superheroes and princesses. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, That's so, right. so centering around uh, a teenage princess uh, who is second in line for the throne uh, of her home kingdom, she is sent to a summer school where she Anna. finds out that she and the other members of royalty attending the school actually have supernatural powers. So it sounds like a Disney Channel original film, like original movie mixed with... It's like like something. X-Men school with princesses. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of cool. Yeah. We'll see how that pans out. Yeah. Uh, Galaxy's Edge has a release date. <gasps> of an opening date. It's actually oh a lot sooner than we, th- than we I, had anticipated. They right? released a bunch of stuff, and I saw an animated, like, one of the animated figures, and I'm like, oh my god, guys, this looks so real. Did you see the Hondo? Yeah, that's uh, what I'm Amazon? talking about, the Hondo. Yeah. And I'm like, that's Whoa. a real person in front of me. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to spend looks- I'm gonna spend all of my time, I'm going to be so drunk, just hanging out <laughs> with droids. I'm no joke. This is what I've always wanted, just hang out in Star Wars world. And I literally get to do it. So, like, bye. Bye, yeah. everybody. So, it's going to be opening Disneyland Re- Resort in Anaheim first on May 31st, 2019, and then Walt Disney World or, uh, Resort in Orlando May on the, August 29th. May the 31st be with you. Um, this is crazy. Um, very big. I'll, I'll just read this whole announcement. Disney has announced that this expansion of its, uh, to its flagship park will be opening ahead of schedule at Disneyland Park. Opening later this year will be Phase 2 of the expansion, bringing with it Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, described as the most ambitious, immersive, and advanced <laughs> attraction ever imagined, which will place guests in the middle of a climactic battle between the First Order and the Resistance and will blur the lines between fantasy and reality. Guests who plan to visit at Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland be- between May 31st and June 23rd will need a valid theme park admission and will need to make a no-cost reservation to access the land. How this will work will be announced at a later date. Guests staying at a Disneyland re- uh, Resort hotel during these dates will receive a designated reservation to access the park during their stay with one reservation per registered guest. So what it sounds like is we couldn't just go. 
No. no. We'd have to make a reservation to go for the first couple they're, months. They're crowd controlling. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. Absolutely. Otherwise, that place sense. would be impossible. To you wouldn't move. be able to move. Yeah. Like, it, it's if you ever go to the Wizard World of Harry Potter, it's that. Like, yeah. it, it'd be in, insane to walk around that place. I'm totally okay with waiting to July or August to go to this place, to go yeah. to this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this uh, super exciting. We talked about what the attractions were going to be uh, before. Uh, I'm really stoked for this. This looks awesome. Yeah, it's probably the most exciting theme park expansion I've ever seen. Um, yeah, like I like Harry Potter, but like Star Wars is in my blood. So like, yeah, I'm, well, I'm like, ha- Harry Potter is a really good example because Harry Potter is is uh, a rare theme park expansion where you walk through those gates and you're in the world of Harry Potter. Yeah, like that's not. That they don't do that everywhere in Universal Studios, and we're and what they're doing here at Galaxy's Edge is you walk through those gates, you're in this new planet in Star Wars, like it's an immersive experience, and you're going to um, be able to buy like clothes and robes, blue milk, at, hell at yeah, overpriced Galaxy's milk, Edge, which is like looking the good stuff, yeah. like the good material. So it's going to be that big price, like the Harry Potter robes. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that this looks exciting. So we'll go uh, next year when it's not cr- not so crowded. Yeah. Uh, I'll go on a Monday when it's raining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for perfect for perfect people. Yeah, I yeah. want. I will have to see how that reservation system pans out. Yeah, I'd be interested for sure. All right, so uh, some trailers, I guess. Don't worry, guys. We're almost done. No, I never want to be done. Tolkien had a trailer. Uh, this is the biopic about uh, J uh, R R Tolkien. Uh, sorry, Nicholas Holt. Nicholas Holt. I think about the Beast. Yeah, I think this movie looks pretty good. I think so too. Yeah, I'm into this. We were watching it. What did you call it? You called it like something else. You made a joke. Oh, like it was some other kind of film. And I was like, man, you're spot on. I couldn't tell I you. What it was man, like. I'll think about it. Um, <coughs> I I quite enjoy. Maybe I'll th- I'll think about it as I think of my sure. thoughts. Um, like this, like when you see the explosion go off and you see like the, f- the face of the Balrog, like you see yeah. the inspirations for everything from Lord of the Rings. Like it's really cool to see. Like, whoa, this is where I get my ideas from. I remember what it was. It was Finding Middle Earth. No. Oh, like, like fi- Finding Neverland. Finding yeah, yeah, Neverland. Yeah. It was yeah. Finding Middle Earth. There you go. That's exactly what this is. Yeah. Uh, but it's, that's <laughs> no problems there. Looks real charming. Looks yeah. good. I really like Nicholas Holt a lot. Me too. Actually. Me yeah. too. Me too. Um, get I'm just get out of those X Men movies. <laughs> Don't worry, he will be. You're, oh yeah, you're Still right. Got one more. You're right. You're right. Yeah, and then everyone's gone sit through it. Yeah. Um, Ultraman had a trailer. Sure. Uh, we're not going to touch on that one, I don't think. Yeah, Big Robot Man. Midsommar, you, know, you guys wanted to touch on that? A uh, it's the, the next movie from the guy who made Hereditary, my favorite movie from last year. Uh, yeah. A24, uh, every film I've seen from A24, I'm just a big fan. I don't think they've made a bad about, movie yet. We've talked about A24. I haven't seen all their movies, so I can't make that claim. Yeah. Um, I definitely still up. wanted to see one, the one with uh, Robert Pattinson, where he was trying to help his brother out of prison. Sure. Um, bad times? Good times? I think something like that, yeah. 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 It, it, that one looked really good, and that looked like a great character piece. Um, I heard good things. I've talked about A24 before. They're pretty much my favorite film studio that's up and coming and doing their own thing right now. Um, especially when it comes to horror movies, they're they're willing to be like really weird and and out there. Um, Her, okay, so they've done Hereditary, First Reform, First Reform, Lady Bird, The Killing of a Sacred Deer, Florida Project, Good Time, uh, A Ghost Story, It Comes at Night. Uh, yeah, they do Moonlight. They do all the good indies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're uh, they're an upcoming indie studio, much like Lionsgate <laughs> was in the early days. Yeah, uh, so they're killing. They're it. they're 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 very good at like just letting their filmmakers make strong films. Strong genre films. To. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm, was I'm always. Yes, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always happy to watch an A24 film. I'm really glad this director has teamed up with the studio again. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, good. It little. looks very uh, kind of. I get a lot of like a good impression of like culty, 100%. Wicker, Wicker Man esque vibes. Yes, yes, but yes, like yes. in a 
in a more like intriguing direction. Yeah, like a, like a, a family goes like on vacation and the place they're staying maybe isn't so good. Right. Maybe. Right. Maybe baby. Uh, good Omens had a new trailer, and I think this movie looks the show again. The show looks awesome. Yes. Yeah, Good Omens looks real great. Yeah, I, um, like, I like the casting a lot. Me too. The whole cast looks on fire. And John Hamm's excellent. Uh, I didn't. I, f- I forgot John like Hamm was going to be in this. Yeah. He's, go- he's God. Yeah. It's like who who summons the ho- the horsemen? It's not my department. Yeah. Um, You're God. <laughs> <laughs> this gives me, and this is based off a book by Neil Gaiman. But by Terry yes. Pratchett. Terry Pratchett. Okay. Oh, yes. so it might so, be so okay. this is Terry Pratchett, who's dead. Yeah, yeah. Um, he sh- they they wrote a book together, uh, which was Good Omens. Oh. Um, it was kind of. I don't think actually Neil Gaiman had a hand in much of it, but he was he is a part of it. Okay. And he was very good friends with Terry Pratchett, so he's developed the show uh, for I like for it. Terry Pratchett. Cool. Yeah. So they were very good friends. There's actually a picture where they're looking like the uh, old day in the old days where they're looking like um, Michael Sheen and David Tennant's character, the Angel and the Devil. Oh, okay, that's nice. Yeah, I like it. So uh, Michael Sheen and David Tennant looks like they're great together. Yeah. Uh, th- good Omens. Yeah, it's about uh the the Antichrist is out there, so an angel and a demon are like, oh, we gotta fix this problem before the Antichrist is missing. Yeah, we gotta fix this. Uh, this I got a lot of preacher vibes from this because preacher's about a, basically the Antichrist because a demon and an angel had a, had sex and created the mega force of evil, <laughs> and it's just out there being rampant, so they gotta fix it. Uh. Yeah. It, it, yeah, I re- look, this looks really funny, really good. Um, the effects look pretty good. This yeah. is an Amazon yeah. joint, Amazon right? Amazon budget, it looks real great. Yeah. Um, Brightburn had a new trailer, and I think this one also looks pretty good. I love Kansas. This is a, this, this what a Man of, Man of I, Steel was a horror movie. I really like the part where the dad is in the truck, and he's just floating off, and the lights headlights come back on, and he's just, no, 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 no. no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that, that, was, that was really funny, uh, too. I really want that to be the vibe of the film. It's just, no. No, yeah. no, no. This looks really spooky. Yeah. Um. The kid. Uh. The kid looks really, really creepy. Uh. The getting a lot of Man of Steel. Uh. Oh, it's definitely like playing off that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, and especially like Snyder's Man of Steel. There's a couple of yes. lens flares and I, gray backgrounds. Yeah. Uh. This trailer. It was kind of just a longer version of that first trailer, but a little more stuff. I. I really hope there's still more surprising stuff in there. Yeah. I don't want to see any more because I. Like it kind of feels like okay. I know the I know the 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 gist of the movie. You know. <clears throat> he slowly gets more and more evil, and then he starts killing. And there's a big final. I, I'm worried this is going to be like <laughs> Sunshine, the the science fiction movie Sunshine. The first two thirds is a really great science fiction movie, and then the last half, last thirds is a really bad slasher movie. Mm-hmm. And I hope it doesn't turn into that. Right. But I I have more faith in James Gunn and, and Mr. Director, whose name is not James Gunn. Right, whose name is not in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, sorry, guy. All right, Shazam had a trailer. The first Captain Marvel bit of things that we're going to talk about. <laughs> yes. uh, Shazam had a trailer this this week as well, and I think this movie looks really really great i think we got yeah. another hit this this trailer really sold me yeah uh, you know they, they i was sold at the moment zachary levi was cast so i'm i'm like uh, i'm already if you there. if you were already sold this yeah. trailer definitely did it for you the, the kid being 15 mm. you know makes me happier yeah. um there's all there's a lot of funny stuff with with zachary levi um with the bit at the end when he tries to leap a tall building in a single bound and just slams into the building like, yeah yeah his, yeah it makes me hysterical yeah the the like the superhero, like fish out of water comedy stuff of like learning to be who he is. is it's all real great. The, it's the, super charming. The line that's always got me though, like, is when he when he picks up the Batman doll and he goes, "Get him, Batman!" Oh yeah, get him, Batman! <laughs> yeah, that's uh, <coughs> that's really good. Also, this Batman merchandise, so we know that's yeah. that's a real thing. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk about Savannah. Yeah. So in Not the comics, character. in the comics, Savannah is just an evil doctor man, an evil scientist boy. Yeah, he's um, just his little tweety doctor. So I didn't. I don't want to get too spoiler for you guys, but uh, there are more villains in this than Mr. Savannah. They just haven't released them. Yeah, we're not going to say who they are. Yeah, uh, but if if you watch the trailers and you specifically know like the newer stuff in the comics, which as I am, uh, and it, if you've seen the pop figures, 
And I guess if you've seen the pop figures, I haven't looked at them. Uh, damn it, pop figures. I know. Always do, doing they're that. They're doing a lot. Uh, they revealed Giant Man in a Civil War before they... Also, uh, Legos do that a lot, too. <coughs> yes. The Lego uh, uh, battle sets give away a lot of shit. Um, I think this looks real fun. Yeah, I'm really excited for yeah, this. Dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm a little nervous about the way they've been running their marketing just for like getting the casual audience members into it. I feel like there was too long of a lull between trailers. Sure. And, and now I'm... Yeah. I'm just nervous. I'll tell you what. I think they're I'm nervous about how this is going to do at the box office because like I feel like I'm going to love it. Yeah. And I'm really afraid that like people aren't going to go see it. Uh when we saw the first trailer, when I saw <laughs> Aquaman with my mom, yeah. she really dug it. Yeah. But again, that's because there's a, a really handsome buff guy on the screen, sure. so that could be it. But um, Zachary I, Levi is jacked. Well, because like is, what yeah. Brandon was saying when he went and saw Greta and he's saying the Shazam trailer. Yeah, came yeah, on, yeah. There were a lot of people going. Uh, I think again that I, might be that market. Shazam, though. but Shazam does feel to me the way it's being marketed that if you're not a person already invested i don't know that you've sold the general audience yet yeah i sure not 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 saying like you know every single member of the general audience but i am nervous that there's a lot who like this feels like a superhero movie they can skip i'll you know what i would say that about aquaman because i think most people don't care about aquaman i would have agreed with you till that last trailer for aquaman and i would agree until this trailer for shazam yeah i don't know that i feel like this trailer really will grab the general audience people I think I think we'll have to wait and see. I think yeah. yeah. I definitely know my. I'm just I'm just yeah. I'm just nervous. Yeah. I'm just nervous that there are a lot of people who are. This isn't gonna feel like one they have to go see in theaters. I, uh, I I'm not sure because I think Aquaman really turned the tables for a lot of people about DC. Regular people in, in general too. Yeah, I think more than I think Aquaman did a lot more damage control than Wonder Woman did. I I agree. Because unfortunately, it got a lot of regular dudes who hated Wonder Woman back into the DCU because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, look, we got bored dudes now. We got well, Aquaman. I think more than that, Aquaman being – because there's not a Justice League yeah. coming out after Aquaman. It's another solo film. I think I think Wonder Woman had the – I think Wonder Woman's goodwill was hurt by Justice League. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, and then – and so that so Wonder Woman would have been this, would have been what Aquaman did, but because Justice League came out next – now that we have Damn Aquaman and then Shazam, yeah, uh, and then Joker. Well, maybe Joker's good. <laughs> yeah, wow, you got Aquaman and Shazam. Then you got the Joker movie. Yeah. Hey, it's still got Joaquin Phoenix. No, and no, it's just we- it's weird that that's the in the line of your <laughs> Justice League movies. You got the Joker movie. Yeah, but it's not connected. Yeah, yeah, and then Wonder Woman eighty four will be after that. Like I think I think they got a string of films that that. Won't hurt their goodwill. Yeah, hundred percent. Really, what I'm getting at. Anyway, yeah, this looks really great. There's a lot of really fun moments in this one. When Hell he's yeah, with dude. Powers and uh, we, dude, did you see that? Like, yeah, you electrocuted the bus, and, and then I caught it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'd like to buy your. His name is Captain Sparkle Fingers. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. This looks really good. All right. Anyway. Yeah, man. Uh, let's move on from uh, one captain to the other. Yeah. So before we get started on. Uh, a review of Captain Marvel. Uh, some words were said. There's a lot of controversy going on with Captain Marvel, which is very unfortunate. Um, I don't know what's happening now. <laughs> Ryan has been thrown for a loop. Uh, there's a lot of controversy going around in Captain Marvel. Uh, for example, Rotten Tomatoes, uh, as we talked about before, uh, ro- the audience score for, for Captain Marvel is the lowest in the MCU uh, because it somehow gained more audience reviews in an hour than Infinity War did in a year. Yeah. It's crazy yeah. how people can review movies that they <coughs> haven't seen. It's really weird how that and happens. Make, and uh, I heard like they deleted Rotten Tomatoes deleted like fifty thousand reviews that they did validate as like yeah. repeat users or they deleted invalid a ton. reviews. They deleted a ton, but it's still yeah not there's stopping someone, this. There's from a happening. lot of reviews, and it was it was a dead giveaway because some of those reviews were were like were like um, 
not for me, so I didn't see it. Rotten Tomatoes could just be like, okay, well, not, we're deleting you can't your review. review. Something. <laughs> That's so silly. As we talked about before, Rotten Tomatoes should not have an audience review section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so, so Clark Gregg, it, it made a lot of money at the box office. Thank goodness. Not only did it make a lot of money, it made almost half a billion dollars in its first weekend. Around the world. S- around, sorry, yeah, around the world yeah. in its in its first three days. So uh, anyone who was being mean, being stupid for no reason, guess what? It didn't work. It did not work at all. Uh, Clark Gregg had a response. He said, uh, there are people that get very bent out of shape about the fact that she's a woman. And that Bree's a woman. And, wa- and wants to see women moving into an equal place in humanity to men. Uh, and, and who doesn't want to see? Uh, it's sad. It must be sad to be that kind of dinosaur wandering towards the tar pits. Yeah. He's right. Yeah, slammed him. I like Clark Gregg a lot. Come on a slam. So anyway, f- uh, from here on out, full spoilers for Captain Marvel. We are going all in. Uh, this is the la- the twenty first movie in the Marvel Cinematic Legal Universe. Legal to drink. Um, I cannot believe we are here after eleven years. It's amazing. And uh, so you have been warned. If you haven't seen it yet, go out to the theater, check it out, yep. come back and listen to this. Happy Avengers die in Infinity War. Well, if we've spoiled Infinity War. Sorry. I didn't so give us spoiler warning for Infinity Shit. War. So I think uh, where we should start is the Marvel Studios logo. Absolutely. I was thinking the same thing. Uh, I immediately started crying. I'm not yeah. gonna, I'll totally admit that. I totally started crying. It, so the Marvel Studios logo, this is the first time it's changed uh, the, the pictures to being all of Stanley's cameos. Yeah, like the, the fan Or behind the scenes footage of him filming yeah. or yes. being with the actors. And it is, it's real good. Super emotional. Yeah, it's I definitely... Touching. I had a single a single <coughs> tear roll down my cheek. I'm like, oh my god, this is too uh, good. So I read about I read a little bit about this with the di- the directors of the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they were uh, Marvel Studios had this idea, and they came to them and they said, "Hey, uh, what do you think of this?" They they showed them, mm-hmm. and they were like, just like floored. They're like, absolutely, yeah, do this, hundred percent. They were they were emotional, crying. They were like, yes, this is this is absolutely necessary. Do it. Yeah, and it says, "Thank you, Stan." Yeah. At, at the end of it, and uh-huh. I, I was my whole theater cheered. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, like that was that was. We we were at the El Capitan. Everybody was like applauding, going yeah. nuts for it. Yeah, that was that was. Uh, I'm so glad I didn't act. know. Yeah, me that too. Was, I'd heard uh, a emotional tribute to Stan Lee will make you cry uh-huh. at Captain Marvel. I'd heard that, but I didn't look into it. I didn't yeah. know anything about exactly anything. what it was. I was like, all right, so something's up with Stan Lee. I was assuming it was his cameo. Yeah, I was wrong. It was this. Uh, Loved it. Yeah. yeah. This was, I hope, I kind of want them to have this be their opening. I was going to ask. All, all for the next two Do you films. think it'll be this year that they'll keep no. doing it or just I think, this movie? I think it'll be just this movie because yeah. this is the first Marvel Studios release after his passing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think it'll just, I think it's special because it's there. Yeah. I think they will just leave it here. Yeah. Um, I think that is, I, I think that's the way to go also. I think, I think it's more special because it is the film that came right after we lost him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, guess, yeah. I think it actually ties with his cameo really well too. Oh, yeah. Uh, because, uh, it, I will talk about that right now. The cameo that he has in this is him reading his uh, cameo appearance in Mallrats as a script. What a strange... So not only is <coughs> that... Uh, he is himself for the first actual time. actual Stan Lee yeah. in that universe reading for the movie role pure, of Pure Stan and true Lee. Stan Lee. Yeah. And... Uh, Kevin Smith weeping like a baby on the internet. It's I, amazing. I, I read that. It. I read that they went back and changed uh, the filming of this so that after she... After he passed away, they made it so that she smiles down at him. Like she had like yeah. a she gives like a knowing or something. First. She goes, she has like a knowing smirk. It was it was going to be just the kind of a passing by, yeah, okay, kind of thing. Like she was gonna just treat him like every other passenger, but they decide to instead let her have that knowing smirk moment, kind of for the audience to like have that 
what up that moment of you know i know you're special yeah uh and and they they changed that because they thought that was just more in tone with what had happened and where the film was and, and it i works. thought that was really great i did too yeah yeah I did too. she's got this kind of like you're great yeah <laughs> and I, it's it's really great coming from her too yeah, yeah. I really, I really like this this cameo. Um, but let's let's get into it. So the movie opens. Uh, we have a we have somewhat of a <laughs> of a dream sequence where Veers, uh, who we found out later is Captain Marvel. Who didn't know? Um, where Veers uh, is on Hala. Yes. First time seeing Hala in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, Hala. Hala back at you, mm-hmm. girl. I ain't no Hala back girl. Um, no. And she can't sleep because of her nightmares. She has nightmares. She, she, we so we get a we, who am I? We get cued into a thing that's on her neck, which I knew exactly what that was immediately. Yeah. Um, it's to control her powers yes. for the Kree to specifically to control her powers. Yes. Um, she we're cued into that. She's the only one who has these powers. They have that in Ages of Shield, don't they? They have something like that. Something about power controls in Agents of Shield. Definitely in that space season. There, yes, there is an yeah. inhibitor. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That's Cree. <coughs> yeah, because that's Cree. Cree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's Look the same at thing. that, keeping it together. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Wow, is that the first time something showed up in the show then in the movie? No, actually, in the Winter Soldier, uh, there's a thing that that uh, Fury uses to uh, bury oh, his way out of the car. Yeah, where that he was first that was in the show first. first scene on Look the at sh- that! On the show. Look at them. Marvel cares a little bit. Look at them connecting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, she thinks that it gives her her powers too. Yes, th- that's she was what given they told to, her. She was given her powers by the uh, by the Kree, and yeah. uh, she goes to Jude Law, who plays Yon Rog, who's yep. not named for seventy five percent of the film. Yep, um, Yon Rog, and he uh, her first line. You want to fight? Yeah, I yeah. love it. That sets the stage <laughs> for her immediately. I really so. Let's talk about Brie Larson. Yes. I like her a lot in this movie. So. She's yes. very playful. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a good amount of people who think she's miscast, and I'm not gonna say I uh, I disagree with them. I think she's I think she's good. I will say I can understand why people think she's miscast because uh, I got a little. This is me. I got a little Terminator uh, Genesis tiny Sarah Connor vibes, where this person is trying to be the super badass character. Doesn't always work for me. It worked for me most of the time. So I, I, most of the time that's it worked. Not, that's not. I don't think that's <coughs> unfounded. I think more than anything, uh, she's slightly uncomfortable in the role. Yeah, and I think that will change. I, think I also she think will grow into the role and get yes. and, and grow into this. I this also character. think the major problem for me is she doesn't have an arc in the movie. She I is badass. Disagree with she, that. she is badass from the beginning, and she's badass at the end. She just becomes more badass. No, she I, is always wanting to fight. Her arc's not about being badass, though. Her arc is about finding who she is. And she finds who she is at the end of the film. That, that's her arc in the movie. Okay. I, I will agree that that arc is there. I <clears throat> I think the script doesn't offer as much of her the change in her becoming Carol as I wish there yes. was. Mm-hmm. Her, her reconnecting with that yes. side of herself. Although, counter-argument to that, and I wish I saw the film a second time so I could use fresher examples of this, I do think Brie Larson acts those moments in between the lines anyway and so that they are pretty present even though I think the script isn't doing her a lot of service in helping to feed the moments. I can understand that, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I basically talked about, I basically would put this film in the middle of the MCU. Yeah. Uh, like a Doctor Strange or an Ant-Man. Yeah. I'd put it above Doctor Strange personally. i put it above Doctor Strange but like probably, probably about... Mm, I like Ant-Man a lot. I gotta see this one a second time. Yeah, I wish. I really wish I would have saw it a second time. <coughs> I, I think, honestly, like, it's not a Black Panther. It's not a Winter Soldier. Yeah. Uh, it's not an Avengers. And it, again, it's a good movie. I though. was telling, because I'm like the superhero guy at work, I was telling a lot of people, like, yeah, man, it's good. And, and they're like, oh, you don't seem enthusiastic. And I'm like, man, not every movie has to be a 10. 
It's okay to have you know, good I, movies. I said that my I, I was talking to our friend Matt about this, and I said my enjoyment level for this I think right now sits about the same place I'd hold Iron Man three. Sure. I like Iron Man three more than this. I've got I've got about the same enjoyment level I think as Iron Man three with this. Now I I, um, it is a little unfortunate because this is the first MCU film with a female female protagonist. Yeah, uh, not antagonist. Um, And because Black Panther, you know, threw it out of the park like that. The the analogy is hit it out of the park. Yeah, yeah. Um, My bad. Sports. Um, It's it's such a great film. And it was the first MCU film with a with a black lead. Yeah, and you kind of hope that Captain Marvel have the same kind of uh, like impact. leading into a big event movie like Black Panther did as well. <coughs> yeah, you can't. But I think that I, th- I think that's you know that doesn't. A lot of people are getting a lot out of this movie, and I, I you know I was I was in the I was the second time I went to see it because I did, I did manage to see it a second time, um, just barely. The second time I went to see it, there were people who were n- who were kind of like okay yeah this is pretty good, but then there were people who were like cheering. Yeah, yeah, and the f- there. There are, your mileage will vary on this film, and I do think this is one of those films, like Doctor Strange, like Ant Man, where I've gone back to look at them and I've liked them more in hindsight than I do than I did at the time of seeing them. Mm-hmm. And I think I think uh, that's 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 exactly that might happen here. I I don't I don't think it's fair to put like the same, not that I'm saying you are, but to put the same expectations on Captain Marvel as we're on Black Panther because Black Panther it's not just that character; it's representing. So many diverse people, a whole culture, uh, you know, a whole idea for a whole bunch of people coming up. And, and Captain Marvel, the like the whole film is steeped in that across the board with all of its characters. The focus of this film is the single main protagonist now being a female. Yeah. And that's and that's the I, the the expectations and pressures are different. Sure. Um, <clears throat> but I still think it. Yeah, we're three white dudes. So, you know, yeah. whatever on our opinions. Yeah, but b- um, yeah, for real. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, again, your mileage may vary. Take what you want. <laughs> yeah, but I think it. I think it definitely is something for everybody, but also for women to be able to go and see a superhero who is their equivalent of Superman. That is a woman, and watching her do that. I uh, I was on Twitter earlier uh, today, and one of the one of the things I saw was, you know, what I liked most about Captain Marvel. This is from from a girl. She's like, she wasn't sexualized once. Right. She's just a person. Yeah. No one's trying to take her out. And the they, the one time somebody makes a joke, she she steals his motorcycle. Yeah. Like, and I was like, you know what? These, there's certain things that as white dudes we just don't think about. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So definitely your mile, your miles <clears throat> may vary. You'll get much more to this if you're a different type of person. Uh, I just think some of the writing in this movie is kind of bad. Mm-hmm. I would go so I won't go so far as saying bad. I, I, I think w- some of the lines are pretty bad. I will I, I will I will say probably not as polished as, as it should be. I don't think there's yeah. anything in this movie that's bad. No, but I mean it's like again, I, I do, this I isn't do. me being <laughs> mega mean. It's just like I think this movie's pretty okay in most spots. Uh, my favorite stuff is involving one character. So, I have three major gripes with the film. Mm-hmm. And I want to I want to touch on those as we as we get into sure. it. Sure. Um the first one uh I'll, I'll do this one actually. I'll do this one last. Part 2. My my biggest my my second biggest one is you can remove Ronan completely and nothing changes. The movie is not impacted by having the character there one bit outside of having an, an impressive, to be fair, an impressive action sequence towards the end. Mm-hmm. But you still take that moment out, nothing changes. Yeah. Um, I Except you don't get to see Captain Marvel body slam be, into a be ship. Be really and, awesome. Yeah. And yeah. that's really cool. So, yeah. you know, there's that. Like, you need that moment. I think it's better to have Ronan than not have Ronan. See, here's the thing. You you would have some random general guy. It might as well be someone you know. Right. Or it's Star Force. But you need, like, 
like a commander of like the entire army. You, you need, have one. You have Yonrog. I guess that's true. But you, he needs to be can, on a different planet. You can move. Yeah. You can move some characters. Some characters around. The Ronan <laughs> being there, and it's unfortunate because now Lee Pace has been twice as twice as disappointing yeah. <laughs> to that character. I definitely will say like with the trailers and stuff. Like I was like he's there's in even, the trailer. There's like, even uh, there's even there's trailers. There's trailer footage that we see that's not in the movie, yeah. and then there's uh, EW images that that we didn't see. Yeah. So he clearly yeah. had a bigger part at yeah. one time. I it, I'd rather have him there. I think it does help people who aren't us to more directly connect where the Kree relate in the MCU. They're yeah. not really familiar and they're not, you know, you know, don't assume your audience is really keeping up with everything in details that, that you always do. And, and Ronan does help to kind of piece together. Oh, look, it's that guy from Guardians. He comes, he comes from these people. Oh, these people kind of suck. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it helps to bridge the world a little more for the people yeah, who aren't I guess I just wanted it. more of Ronan like I Oh sure yeah. we, I mean I do too I yeah. think, but I, I thought think I didn't think it was a problem to have him there. I yeah. think there's I think there's something to that but also I think people aren't going to recognize him outside of the fact that he's kind of dressed the same. That's my thing like he's not having he doesn't have like his black face paint so he kind of looks like a different person. Because there are two of them in the same scene honestly I wasn't sure which was which. Yeah. I'd agree with you except that the first two times we see him reference he's in that hologram form and you can't tell that that's not just the same look that he has in the Guardians of the Galaxy film. Yeah. Okay. And he's holding the hammer and everything. Okay. Yeah. We've seen a dude who yeah, looks right. like that. You're his right. his silhouette is more recognizable than that him hammer himself. adds to it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't think it's that big of an issue. Yeah. So we you know we're cued in that the the accusers there's multiple accusers they do, they they do look like the dark aster that we see in Guardians of the Galaxy. I do like that they use the same jump uh jump effects that the yeah. Guardi- the Guardians those 2 opening, uses. Those opening circle yeah, yeah. The pieces for the sh- yeah, love I think that's really cool. Uh, there's a lot of uh, design cues taken from the other MCU films. Um, one of the things that I do like a lot about this film is that it's it's uh placed very well uh-huh. into phase 1. Yeah, yeah. It feels like a Phase One film. It you can watch this one right after Captain America, like we were talking about in our, in our yeah. In our when, when we do our MCU special, we'll probably our next one will say, "Oh, Captain Marvel will go our yeah. next one." <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, we have one. Um, no, no, I, I, I took that as <laughs> we'll do another rewatch in a year. <laughs> oh, oh no, this is no. the last time no, we're yeah, doing yeah. the rewatch. Um, this is the, we'll, do, we'll in, talk in about the office. <laughs> memory. Yeah. Um, the so so Captain Marvel, this film can fit bef- before Iron Man because there's nothing in this film that cues into a later movie or cues into an Besides older movie. Besides the post-credit, but that doesn't count. Right. Outside of that, you can just watch this movie uh, and there's there's stuff like the Tesseract is in this movie. Yeah. Yes. I, uh, the first, I'm really glad I saw it the second time because the first time I watched it, I was like, wait, why is the Tesseract on a Kree ship? It should be on Earth. It's with, it's with Howard Stark. It's with S.H.I.E.L.D. It should be. It should be with S.H.I.E.L.D. Like Nick Fury should know, but then watching it the second time, it kind of became clear that Marvel, Angela Bassett, plays Marvel, mm-hmm. which is the big Who? reveal. Uh, Annette Benning. Annette Benning. There you go. <laughs> oh, I wrote Angela Bassett in here too. Angela Bassett <laughs> is Annette, in Black Panther. <laughs> Annette Benning plays Marvel. Uh-huh. Gender swapped Marvel. Oh, guys, you, I can't tell you how happy that made me. Really? Yeah. Because my whole thing was like, I was worried that like they he were... like literally breathed a sigh of relief the moment they were like, yeah, she's Marvel, and Ryan was like, oh. Like, <laughs> my big big thing in this movie was like, listen, I love that Captain Marvel's here. You know, it's 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 the girl version. That's great. I just wish they would have paid some respect to the original Captain Marvel, who was a character for decades and who died has been dead for decades. Like, I think that's a really important character, and they did it just not in the way at all I expected. So my my subversions, my expectations were subverted, and I loved it. And what's really great is we knew that Annette Benning yep. was the supreme intelligence. Yep. 
and we didn't we weren't cued into any <coughs> other idea of that sh- who she could be. Right. So it was really great that they let that they kept that out of the marketing that she was in fact Marvel. Mm-hmm. I was very happy with that. They gender swapped Marvel. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah. So she so she even got his hair. I should I should have known just uh-huh. the way she looked. I should have known. Yeah. So she came to Earth. Yep. For the Tesseract. And she that's why she was with the with Yusef and Shield. Like she needed the Tesseract to power this thing. Um, so I liked I, I did like that that we get more play with the Tesseract, which was a major MacGuffin in Phase One. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> so it, it's again going back to it feels like a Phase One film. And yeah. I yeah. Think that's, and that's and really it bridges good. it bridges Fury from here right into the end of Iron Man. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it explains I, why like like why uh, Coulson and Fury like no space and crazy stuff. Best and, like, buddies. Best buddies. And like when they see Iron Man or Thor, like they're not phased by it because they're one used the, to it. One of the things that um, I really liked in this movie. Um, so going back, our next our next MCU special is going to uh, start with Avengers. Mm. And so we watched, we watched, we rewatched Avengers recently. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a scene where, you know, the spoiler alert, Coulson dies. And it's the uh major crux of the film. Uh, it's what ga- is what gets them to be Avengers, um, and Fury like talks about it like he was his best friend. He was like the the most important soldier he had in his life, and blah blah blah. Like it's really played up, right? And I was kind of like, okay, but we haven't seen you guys. You're, it's more sh- it's more telling, not showing. I kind of yes. I, Sam Jackson is sell- they are selling the moment, so it, it it doesn't really bother me. But then in this movie, there's a bit where. Um, Nick Fury is on the run from Shield because uh, ben, because Ben Mendelsohn is the head of Shield and he's a scroll yeah. and he's run Palace. and they're running away and <coughs> Coulson almost stops them but then lets them go and I was like you, you did is. it you did the you did it that's yep. all I needed yep. now that moment makes way more sense right. well done yeah the uh, uh, also the the scene of Coulson where he's like I'm still at the blockbuster that was <laughs> yeah, and then I love that it Harry was so finds cool. out he's been running with a scroll this whole time yeah. that's a such a good moment I didn't catch that cuz all the scroll moments are are my favorite parts of the movie like I I love the scrolls in this movie if the scrolls weren't in this movie I don't know if I'd like this movie as much to be honest sure. like the scrolls did so much for me I want to talk about the scrolls in a little bit let's yeah, talk yeah. about Fury though Fury's great I loved Nick Fury in this movie. He's, yeah, he's he's doing what he does, just a little bit younger, a little more charming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the first movie he's really gotten to be a main character throughout the whole film. Yeah, yeah. and he's a lot. That of fun. hasn't happened till now. He's a lot. It of was fun overdue. Yeah, he's, and like, uh, and he he definitely like feels younger. Like yeah. like I could like when the makeup does a. I mean, the CJ does a lot when he's when he calls in backup and it's like you called it as like my bad. Yeah, <laughs> <He's> running <laughs> yeah. away. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah he. He he acts real young, yeah, he really does. good. Yeah, yeah. Um, man's not young. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder if they CGI'd his whole body too, because he's definitely not that slim. No, they they they. Or they, he wears something around his body. They did slim him down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think they slimmed him down. Definitely, but there there is something that this CG can't quite do, and it's something I noticed in Civil War. Where you <clears throat> you make the face younger, you don't make the body look like their body from back then. So they got the face of twenty years ago, but the body yeah, of now, yeah, yeah. and it doesn't quite it do, it doesn't quite fit. It's still really good. It's better with Sam Jackson, but yeah. you still have that problem. Like he he still stands like he's a seventy year old man. Yes. Um. It with but he's got a twenty year old face. So it, it's. And not twenty. It was probably like twenty 30. years younger. There's face. really nothing yeah. you can do about that. No, you really can't. Like posture and things yeah. like that. But they do. But they do try to slim him, slim him down in this one. And they him, try, him they and do him more. and Coulson both de-aged and look really good. Yeah. Throughout the all their scenes. There's only a couple of times where I thought Coulson looked a little rubbery. Yeah. Um. But it's not a whole lot. But the the because you could tell the most of the money went to Jackson, and it's really good. Yeah. 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 I mean, for him being in the movie as much as he is, yeah. he looks great. It's it's. 
it's basically flawless. <clears throat> like, <clears throat> like if you, if somebody who didn't watch movies, you were given this movie, like they would just think that this is a movie from Wow, Sam Jackson looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a lot of cool. Uh, there's not a whole lot of uh, play with the with the setting, but there's uh, some cool little little bits where she's typing on the computer and she's disconnected from the com- from the internet. <clears throat> yes. The, the, yeah. When the black box is loading and like what's going on, what's happening? It's like so this loading. I think I thought those jokes were really funny. Uh, I brought up to you. I I don't think this movie will age as well as some of the other movies with some of the nostalgia jokes because in 20 years from now when our kids are watching a dial-up scene they're not going to know what the hell that means. It's like it's like yeah, it's like setting a film in the 80s and yeah. like, it's like Doctor Strange has a Wi-Fi joke like again like some people aren't gonna, that's not going to mean anything in like 20 years to some people, you know what I mean? Some jokes are, are there's like Beyoncé jokes in Doctor Strange and like in 20 years it's not going to be the same. Like yeah. certain jokes that are time-based, I I don't think are going to stand the test of time. Yeah, but you can't really you oh, can't do anything about that. Oh no, I agree. I agree. Like upon for if I watch this movie like three more times, like it, I don't think it's gonna it's be like funny s- anymore. It's like you know Ghostbusters, you know Ghostbusters has some some era relevant jokes, but the movie's still good. I was gonna, what I was gonna say is but that, that wasn't never, made like that's not a movie in based on the fifties. No, but you. I was talking about specifically your argument about Doctor Strange. Oh, okay. Like okay. you say that Beyonce like. You know, it's yeah. like it's like if, if Frank Sinatra in a Frank Sinatra yeah. movie said, "I was listening to Elvis Presley," and like no, you're right. fifty years from now, nobody knows who Elvis Presley. And no, that joke's right. not going to land. But why stop them from making a joke like that? No, you're hundred percent right. Yeah, yeah. I was I was going to say that I never felt like those jokes were played in such a manner where like they had to be funny. I think it was just more like, well, this is how things were. In the this 90s. is the yeah. situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is just how things are. Things are dated. Things are old. You, if you watch the Marvel movies, Furious. But they young, make so, jokes so out of them because it's old. obviously 2019, and like, oh, remember when things were were slow? Well, but that could that but, could but be I'm because saying it uh, we're putting that onto it. I, I'm saying that I don't feel like the film is hamming it up. Okay. Yeah. I don't feel like they're hamming it up to be a joke. Like they're knowing this is funny. But I don't think that they're going out of their way to be like, this is funny. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel that. Yeah. I, I think it's just yeah. circumstantial. I agree. I agree with Sparks okay. on this one. That's fine. Um, so suck. No, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> I, I take criticism. That's fine. Like, we don't agree. <laughs> no, it's I know. totally fine. I know. Um, yeah, uh, let, me, let me see what else I got here. Um, okay. Uh, no, you, you go. Star Force sucks. <laughs> yeah. I Dang. mean, you're not wrong. Dang, Ryan. No, I wanted. I I thought they would be in the movie way more. I thought they would contribute way more. They're kind of just background characters for most of it. And Yon sure. Rog, Rog is completely useless too. Sure. And Yon I, and Yon Rog really is the like. You know, you go into this, and and I think we did too because we were hearing like Talos is great, and I'm like, oh man, we're gonna have a great MCU villain. Talos <laughs> yes. is not the villain. Yeah, no, he's Yon not. Rog is the villain, and, and he's not good. And he's he's typical. He's typical. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I'll use the Doctor Strange comparison again. I think he's about as good as um, uh, uh, Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen. You know his name. I think Mads Mikkelsen puts more into it. Let's be honest. Um, I, I won't disagree with that. But I think uh, I think again this film is. I think is that I think that, that I just, again with the script. I don't think there's enough for Young Rog to do. For, no, I agree. He's not like imposing. But I think he's, he's just kind of mean. I think he's bringing something to the script that's not on the page. Like I think he's trying to put in the extra effort. Uh, like like sure, Matt Jude Law's an actor. Did, yeah. yeah, he cares. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I yeah. Um, it doesn't bother me because in Captain Marvel, like it doesn't bother me that Yon Rog is kind of like a typical villain because I feel it's it's almost purposeful, whether you like it or not, politically for him to be this kind of uh, paint yourself on it man. Yeah, uh, just a Kree soldier. Like for you to. You to kind of recognize like not great aspects about yourself on him, 
uh, he's supposed to kind of be generic, n- kind of shitty man. Yeah. And I do mean man. Yeah. That's that's his figure that it's meant to be. I don't think that's ever more present than the the ending when he's like, you you know you you've done it when you can beat me on your own. Yeah, but use and your then, hands. And she like, just and yeah. then she just blasts the hell out of him. Yeah, She's yeah. like, I don't have to prove anything to you. Um, I think that he is I like meant that moment a lot. I, I do too. I think he's meant to just represent like the typical shitty man in the lives of women. Yeah. And they're all supposed to be able to kind of paint their experiences with crappy men onto him. And I think that was purposeful. I, I know that like it still makes him not a strong villain in a film standard, but I do think he's meant to be a a palette that you see those people onto. I get that. And okay. that's why he's more generic and it doesn't bother me as much as other MCU films with their generic villains does because of that aspect. Yeah. It, it wouldn't can, bother me as much if like the scroll stuff <laughs> wasn't in there because again like that that saves a lot of this movie for me. Sure, sure. So, so we're talking about the scrolls. So the scrolls uh, are not the villains of this movie. <coughs> no, uh, no. The scrolls are not villains at all. No. They are refugees. And I really wanted to see this movie again to see if from the beginning where they're portrayed as antagonistic if they're actually acting antagonistic. Like when they capture Carol are they being bad guys for the audience or are they still being nice we're just perceiving it as mean i don't think it's that simple i think what it is is that um well what what does mendelssohn say say is like this is war this is war yeah yeah he says uh, because she says i'm so sorry i didn't realize you know and he's like it's one of my favorite parts too where mendelssohn says uh you know i've got blood on my hands too this is war that's great this is what happens yeah so i don't think it's as as simple as that that even though they're not the bad guys they were still like prepared to fight star force no no what i mean is does the movie portray them as bad guys for film from the film no Uh they they, they are portrayed as war okay as it's okay that's what i because i want to see it again to see like were they trying to trick us or were they just being themselves the whole time yeah i don't think i don't think they were being overly antagonistic they were just being creatures at war with the kree and you started with a protagonist that's that's what i that's awesome i love that yeah yeah one of the one one of the things so the entire the bit where they're trying to get carol's mind (laughs) the 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 scroll is like wait do that again it did something that did something (laughs) i think mendelssohn is fantastic he is man yeah i agree he acts the hell through that makeup man he's so so good it's 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 a heavy prosthetic yeah and he he delivers a subtle very comedic very charming very charming yeah. performance and this is a role i've i've not seen him do yeah because yeah. he's always a menacing villain yeah and right. i think it was really great for him to be able to like <clears throat> stretch himself and i the the scene in every scene when they're in monica's house it's so good is awesome yeah sorry yeah. maria's house yeah yes. monica's the daughter when he's when um when they're uh <laughs> when they're just like i'm not here to hurt you what's the guy up there and okay well i'm not <laughs> Okay, I, I understand. That's, I, that's fair. That's a that's fair, fair point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like the 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 bits when they're um, <clears throat> when when with Sam Jackson when they're flying up into the into the air. It's like, is this normally? And he's just no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he uh, he delivers such a good performance. All the stuff with with the cat in them, like the flurgan. The flurgan, like you guys can't carry this deadly beast around. You guys, you <laughs> yeah. don't even know what you got. It's just a cat, dude. Sam Jackson's like, it's just a cat. Yeah. What's he talking about? So like the reason I love the squirrel so oh, no, much. Oh wait, wait. What, what, my favorite line yeah, is just yeah. like. Um, so, so if you can help us find Marvel's laboratory, is like it's it's vectors, it's it's in space, it's in orbit. It's like, and he just turns to a science officer, in orbit. You're my science officer. You couldn't figure oh, that yeah. out. You're my science guy. <laughs> you're, you're my science guy. guy. Yeah. You couldn't figure. And they're just like, so that how, poor guy. So he's like, uh, I'm sorry. It's like, how do we get there? It's like and the guy, the same guy's like, well, I can break us up the thing. And instead of Jack's like, hm, you're science guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, that that little si- oh man. I want to know his name. Who gets, that, who Sam, Sam Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn play off each other really well too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, even when they're when they're dis- when he's disguised as yeah. uh, as the director of uh-huh. Shield. Like the the scene where uh, 
where Talos is disguised, like taking Sam Jackson in, and he's like, "Remember Havana?" It's like to make him know, like, "Hey, I'm yeah, yeah. Talos." It's so good. Yeah. You know, like, oh, you know, and I'm then a scroll. and then yeah. he brings it back later when he's disguised himself as a Cree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that's like, like all that stuff. Like super Havana. good. Uh, yeah. So yeah, the reason that I love the scroll so much because. Uh, you know, I'm a big comics guy. In the comics, for the most part, the the, the, the scrolls are they're bad guys, and they like to take over people's worlds. Um, going into this movie, I thought that's what they were going to do. They're the bad guys. They're trying to take over Earth. No, they are regular people who are trying to just survive being uh, exterminated. Yeah. And that is so real and so human. And the, and the stuff with Talos and his family. It's a refugee story. It's a refugee story. And it's it's with it's with someone you'd never expect. Yeah, Marvel yeah. Marvel realized that she that, that she wanted to save the Kree and uh Carol decides to to save the scrolls and Carol yeah. Carol decides to do the same. Yeah. Um which Use actually this light speed engine that that Dr. Lawson aka Marvel was working on using the Tesseract to send them far away from yeah. the, from the war. I think that's that's the stuff with man, the stuff with the Kree. Like I'm, I'm like running through it all. The stuff with the Kree is yeah. real good in this movie. Yeah, dude. Like that, that this this film, like is the Kree scroll war stuff, is like man, like that's why I like, I know like we want her to go into the future, like to be present Marvel stuff, but I really want more scroll stuff in the '90s, where like that whole intergalactic war, like how she helps, the like, it's, it's so good. I certainly think there's an avenue where we get both. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, um, we don't need to touch on what uh, the future. Su- yeah, Supreme Intelligence, uh, Annette yep. Benning was also really great yes, at separating is. those two characters. I thought she did a great job with the Supreme Intelligence moments. And, yeah, both Marvel and the Supreme Intelligence feel yeah. like two completely different characters, even though they're supposed to be the same. Yeah, and uh, it's a, such image. a cool idea of the Supreme Intelligence. Like, you don't know what it looks like. It's like based off like someone who's important to you. Yeah, someone and, you admire. And in Verse, Captain Marvel doesn't even know who this person is. Veers. Veers. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, it should be Verse. I but know. It's Veers. Ugh. Carol. <laughs> oh, Cara Danvers. Supergirl. Her, ca- her name is Carol Danvers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the the um, so I talked about the so I talked about the other thing. I'll talk about this one uh, la- later. The one of my uh, my other big gripes with this film uh, after the end of this movie, I don't think I buy that Carol disappeared for thirty years. Um. Here's but, okay. I, I I will buy I will buy that she hasn't been there since two thousand eight, since like Iron Man. Mm-hmm. But I don't necessarily buy that she left Maria and Monica. For at for at from for 19, twenty five years for nineteen ninety five to two thousand eight. Yeah, I don't <coughs> believe that she didn't go visit. Well, that why do you have to? Well, because I don't think this film. I don't think this film gives us uh, a good enough reason for her to leave Earth behind forever. No, I I know I, I understand. I'm agreeing. I'm saying why do we have to believe that she didn't come back and visit Monica and Maria? Well, I guess we don't. But there's th- there's nothing that says that didn't happen, even if it just didn't happen. After two thousand eight, mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's the implica- there's an implication that uh, a reading of the film. Sure. I'm not saying the reading. Yeah, a I, reading sure, of sure. the film could be that that she hasn't come back since the, since we see her at, in the in Endgame. Yeah, that I I'm not. It could go either way. Yeah, I don't I think that think the film tells film. you one way or another. Yeah. I think there's perfectly good reason to believe she came back in that I'll time tell you span to visit them because that's unrelated to anything. I else. bet sure. you we'll get the answer in Endgame. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, she might have come back. She might not have. Yeah, I loved it. I loved her with with Maria and Monica. I thought those scenes were yes. So, I thought both so of them were good. great. Yeah. I thought both of them were great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's really powerful. Like you know, like I'm st- I'm sitting in front of my best friend, but like you you disappeared. Do you want Monica to become photon? Um. Well, eventually, hell yeah. 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 They talk about it. They, s- yeah. they say. Well, I mean, because you know, Endgame, she'll be she'll be 30 20, years 20 years older. Yeah. Already. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they they talk about her, uh, you know, glowing. She, I want to glow too. It's like, oh, yeah. you don't know. 
Uh, I like seeing Photon, the pulsar, a bunch of them. The pro, the proto Quinjet, the quad jet. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was cool. That was a cool design. Yeah, it's very um, fat. The uh, the um, <laughs> Flurgan goose. Yes. Uh, this gets a lot of good play. And when <laughs> in Sam Jackson, when it eats the Tesseract, <laughs> Sam just <laughs> and he just yeah, drops, it drops it. <laughs> I'm gonna pick you up now. <laughs> Sam Jackson's reaction to the to the thing is like, <laughs> it's so good. Now, I like that. Uh, I am fine yeah. with what happens with his eye because I oh, we're going have here as now. yeah I have as much trust for a pet as I do anyone else. Sure. So if a so if a pet who's been nice to me scratched my eye, I would take that as a betrayal. I want to see if you agree with me. He on doesn't. This one sparks. He doesn't like it. Um, I I dislike it's the thing I dislike most in the movie. I can understand why, but okay, I think wait, that's wait, why. So so wait, do you so you agree with me, Sparks? I okay. It's not that I don't like the moment as an isolated moment. It's that I preferred. The idea yes. that it was connected to Robert Redford's character in Bogota. I hundred percent. If agree. that I if that line and moment didn't exist, this would not bother me at all. I just preferred that moment. I and don't hate yeah. this moment. No, yeah, uh, this is it's them fine. specifically effing with all of us because they know that's what they want. I would have preferred. They know I would have preferred the movie be that the yeah. whole time, like these close calls with his eye, and he never loses it. And yeah. by the end, we still don't have the answer. Yeah. Yeah. I almost would have preferred that. Me That's too. all we got. I'm fine with it. So here's my. I'm fine. With so it. here's my going back. Less so about you, about what you're about about what you're saying. Even though you you and I have talked about this a lot, sure, we sure. agree. With, we agree. Um, the line where Fury says, "The last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye." That line is now meant now met with snickers from the audience. Yeah, and I think that's a damn shame. Because that line is such a powerful moment in The Winter Soldier. Because you get it. You you understand Fury's been through some shit. Mm. Like, you realize it. Now it's kind of like, <laughs> cat lost. This kid lost the, the cat. Also, I... It, and everything you guys are saying is, is 100% correct. Like, I do wish we would have had a more, uh, 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 like, powerful moment with, like, a real character. Or uh, just not put it in the movie. Or not put it in the movie. Uh, I... I I, it, this is the type of situation where you have a badass scar, and someone asks, "Like, how'd you get that?" Oh yeah, I got bit by a shark instead of you falling off your bike. It, like, I, I, in hindsight, like, yeah, like, I, I think it's funny. <laughs> no, you, you and I aren't really disagreeing. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm because not, that I'm line not anti, exists. I'm not anti the moment. No, no, because that line exists in the other movies. Uh, yes, because that was the idea that I created for myself. Yeah. Based off the dialogue from Winter Soldier. Yeah. That was I my, like it. Because, that was my canon. Yeah. This violated that. I don't know that I love that, yeah. but I'll I can live with it. Yeah. Uh, I don't totally hate to the point that you're saying, Brandon. It because even with him saying that, the last time I tried, Fury is also the master bullshitter. So, right. Him bullshitting Coulson at the end of the movie. Him bullshitting about like yeah, the last time I trusted somebody. Like the fact that he's used that to to kind of weigh his position and and never what tells he the knows. truth. Oh yeah, yeah. Right, uh, but like the audience, he creates his own legend. I li- I liked it better. I would have preferred if the audience wasn't cued into the real reason. I because understand. I I don't like that. I don't more more than anything, and 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 you and I have the same headcanon. Sure, sure. Um, but more than anything, I just don't like that that line is now the audience is just kind of meets it with humor and less, and it, it takes away the power of that line in the Winter Soldier. That's the yeah. only thing that I think retroactively makes something not as good in the MCU from this film. I, I think franchise-wise, that's yeah, the only that's thing fair. that's hundred percent from it. Um, I, I, if I, I imagine if I watch Winter Soldier now and he, he's given that line, like, like, I, I, I get what you're saying, hundred uh, percent. For me personally, like. 
It's a funny th- line. Th- they knew. Listen, they they knew what fans wanted. Yeah. They could have done that if they wanted to. Sure. They thought for some reason this was the better choice. And I won't say it's the better choice, but I'm totally fine with it. Yeah, no, I can live with it. Yeah. I think the better choice would have been just teasing it and never doing it. Yeah. I think that's a far more satisfying. Like, you don't, kind of like how you never want to know the doctor's real name. Yeah. In Doctor Who. Like, it's a similar thing. Like, I don't, I don't really want to know. Yeah. yeah. I don't that's, want that's, a final yes, answer. That's exactly yeah. it. It's a, it's a lot like that. And I feel like, you know, no no matter what, you give the answer. And some people are pleased, but some people are going to be disappointed. It's the, um, it's the, um, it's the checkbox prequel thing I always, yeah. I always talk about. It sure, is definitely sure. that, yeah. yeah. And to be fair, it's not a cat. It is an intergalactic monster with a black hole for a stomach. Yeah. So that it, is pretty cool. I, um, I can live with it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not that I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, th- th- I really wish Coulson was a little more in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I, I really that. liked, I really liked how well he played with uh, Fury. Mm-hmm. Um, I I could have used like three more scenes with him. Sure. Um, I'm sad that he didn't stick around more. But uh, at the same time, something else I wanted to talk about was that uh, I thought they did a very good job of like not making Fury feel like he wasn't Fury, but also not making him lord over like being more in control than than carol mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah i thought they did a good job of walking that balance yeah um which is something you know that can be can be hard to do i thought they did a, a decent job of being like you know fury can hold his own and fury can do these things but carol's also like a notch above and she she's running the show she's yeah. like a thousand notches i think above. yeah yeah <laughs> i think he he pl- they play really well together the two of them they have, do have they're a really great chemistry yeah. uh especially when she like blows the hole in the door is like you watched me play with tape, tape. yeah <laughs> and you could do that this whole time <laughs> their chemistry is almost worth um ticket price alone uh, yeah. yeah absolutely I, th- I think they play really well together yeah um you want to see more of that? Go see Kong Skull Island, where mm. they have no chemistry together. No. Yeah, <laughs> kind of true. Yeah. yeah, they don't really have a lot of scenes together in that movie. No, they don't. It's not to anyone's fault. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, honestly, I don't got much more to say. Um, I think I think Brie Larson is really good in this role, and I, I'd like to see more of her. I I think she's pretty good. I I'm gonna be honest. Like I'm not in love with her. Like as like I like I'm not in love with her like I am Robert Downey Jr. or or like Steve Steve Evans the first time Steve Evans Steve Evans <laughs> Chris, Chris, Chris Evans. Evans like the first time like I thought she's really good but I I it's not her fault I think it's a script where it's it's kind of just like it's a Phase One movie f- ten years after Phase One's over I, I what I'm, what I'm what I was saying was I, I think I'm really excited to see where this character goes I am too post Endgame because I think I think she's good yeah and I think she will get better because she'll get more comfortable in the role and she'll be able to she she's a capable actress she's yeah. an Oscar winning actress she yeah. can hold her own this is a this might be a movie that she's not quite in her comfort zone with and as she gets better as she as she moves into the role like we'll see her get more comfortable and I think that's a, that's gonna be great to see her grow into this into this character I agree and it does definitely helps that like this had a, a kind of an ensemble cast you know with, with, with Jackson and, and Clark Gregg but like Avengers that's everybody so she's gonna be playing off a dozen people so she's I it, I can already tell it's gonna be super, super fun yeah, yeah. I, and it, I, I do wish I could have seen it again because I would give examples I know that there are some in the film but I do think that the script doing not the best service to the character but Brie Larson's performance doing a lot of work to, to build she shines brighter than the script does for sure so trying to uh, do a lot of subtext of where she's at emotionally and mentally when she's going through the phases of realizing what part of her history is real, uh, reconnecting with Maria, reconnecting with Monica, uh, recognizing herself as Carol. I do love that moment when she faces down the Supreme Intelligence. I think she acts the hell out of it. Um, 
recognizing that like you know this is who she is and and what her name really is and everything yeah she's so cocky surefire she laughs at her own jokes yeah. which i think is kind of funny yes i she's I, definitely like this is the character from the comic she is like like i said the first thought of the movie is you want to fight yeah she is about kicking ass and taking names yeah like totally and like she definitely pulled that off yeah and she's very she's very quick to go into action and i i think that's great i think her she holds her own in the action sense, certainly with the the escape from the scroll ship. That's a great scene That's super for fun. her. Yep. Um, also, she she plays just the moments very well. Uh, things like talking with Fury about how he wouldn't know she's a scroll, and she just photon blasts the, uh, the jukebox. How do I know scrolls can't do that? And then Fury's like, what does that prove? And she's like, photon blast. Scrolls can't do that. He's like, how do I know that? Yeah. <laughs> like, what I like, uh, you know, but she... <laughs> When he when she's talking about uh, we didn't talk about but when she when he's trying when he's proving that that he that he's not a scroll, uh, he's just naming all these things like his birthplace. Like how does Carol know what any of these words are? Like there's no way that she she would know if he's not bullshitting. Yeah. She doesn't know. Fury. Well, but as we we talked about this off air, but I think it's it's looking for the hesitation in yeah. the answer, not the answer itself. Like right. being fully confident in what you know. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so um, let's do final thoughts. Yeah, real quick again, like like. What's Jim on Hounsu's name? Corfax. Yes, uh, like, I was going to bring him up like too. Like him, like his. He's even Cor- more think, waste than Ronan is. I think. I think worse than Ronan. I wish he had had more presence in this. I wish right. that he had. He kind has of like, one funny joke, and then I like. What's he done? What does he do in the movie? I wish he had kind of gone everywhere Yonrog went. Yeah. Uh, I also could have lost. I think there's one or two other people on Star Force. There's I Minerva, lost... and then there's the bearded guy who never gets named, and then there's another guy, and then there's Atlas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a I double pistol guy. I could have lost both Atlas and the bearded guy yep. and just had it be more focused on those characters. Blue Volstag. Blue Volstag, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I could have had it just more focused on Yonrog and a smaller uh, more Corvax and Minerva. Yeah. Um I would have preferred that. Uh and I would have rather seen them go almost everywhere Yonrog did. Yeah. Um, I I understand you know the villains are underwhelming, but I think uh every one of our hero characters get a chance to shine and they, yeah. they all yeah, really and it's well not done. and it's not really about those villain characters, so I'm fine with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I said, I it, I stand by what I said about Jude Law's uh, portrayal. I think it is intentional for him to kind of be a a kind of open palette. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just like a like a jerk dude. Yeah, I think that's I think that's intentional, and I, I respect that. And you know what? I guess like, I mean, I I it's unrealistic, I guess, to want fully developed characters for every single character. Sometimes it's just impossible. So yeah. if I got a Talos yeah, exactly. and I had to suffer for a little I'd rather, bit of Ron, I'd rather have the great turnaround of Talos and 100%. a uh, bland Yonrog than the other way around. 100%. Yeah. By the way, it's Talos. It's T-E-L-O-S. No, it's T-A-L-O-S. They spell in the movie T-E. They definitely spell it T-A-L because I have a toy upstairs that says Talos. In the credits, it's T-E-L-O-S. Yeah. So that's what's all, the, all the merchandise. The, what's the all the merchandise says. Is that T E A L? That's also Talos. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Talos. T E L O S. That's convergence, right? Yeah. Yeah. This movie is Talos. <laughs> they spelled it wrong in the credits. That's weird. Um, all the merchandise for this has it listed T A L O S. Yeah. Interesting. The credits spelled it wrong then. Bad boys. <laughs> um. I mean, is Brandon right? Go see the movie. Check in. Ooh. <laughs> call him out. Eight yeah, to twelve dollars. And why not? I read it. I may 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 have read it wrong. Um, Five hundred million dollars add to it, but they there do. You go. But they do definitely say Talos um, yeah. in the film, which, you know, whatever. Uh, potato, tomato. Um, ah, words are made up. So, final thoughts uh, and rating. Uh, we'll go to you, Sparks. Uh, I I really enjoyed it. Um, there's a lot of great things in it. Uh, I think it's I think it's a good fun time. I think when you don't hold it up to the entire MCU, but you hold it up to the other origin films of the MCU, I think it it shows its belonging pretty strongly. Um, 
yeah, I think everybody I think everybody does a great job with what they have given to them, especially Brie Larson, Samuel Jackson, Clark Gregg, uh, Ben Mendo, Ben Mendo for sure, and um, I forget the name of the actress who plays Maria, but Lashana Lynch. Thank you. Yeah, Lashana Lynch. Um, all great. I think yeah. they all pull their weight really well. I'm glad that uh, she has a a strong moment when she's sky battling with Minerva. Yeah, that's and cool. that she's able to handle that on her own. That's yeah. a really great moment. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, the, yeah, the canyon she, fight. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was really awesome. Uh, do you think do they recast Monica or they just make that make uh, Maria? You recast the older? Monica. Yeah. Okay. You just don't to make her y- the older. Yeah. No. I, like I, I think we're past the era of doing that. I think yeah. We just okay. recast Monica. What? What are we so, talking about? Like little? Is it little Monica or Maria? Who's the little one? Mar- Monica is the, the daughter. Monica. Maria's the adult. Okay. Monica's the daughter. I'm saying when Monica becomes an adult, uh-huh. is she Lashana Lynch or is she a new actress? That's what uh, I'm saying. I, she'll probably be a new yeah. actress. Okay. I yeah. think I, I think we're past the age of yeah. parents playing their kids. But yeah, I think this is a good, fun roller coaster of a film. I think if uh, go in to have a good time, go in to enjoy it for what it is. Um, you know, don't put expectations on it that don't don't belong there. And and certainly, uh, another thing that I would say, and it's if I never felt that there was any moment that was too heavily handed heavy handed and and on the nose about about its gender politics not at all they're present but they're not you know trying to slam your head into it no uh which i know i was a little nervous that this film might do because you know it gives anybody who's already trying to troll and hate the film a lot of ammo yes and i didn't feel like the film ever pushed that boundary i thought it it played it just fine yeah rating eight ryan uh I like this movie. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I made all my uh, negatives already. Um, I I give it I give it a seven point five. It's definitely not my favorite, not my least favorite. Um, the scroll stuff saved this movie for me a lot. Like I I really like the scroll stuff, and I really hope that's used a lot more in the future. Um, yeah, I give it a give it seven five. Definitely definitely go see it if you want to see it. Yeah. Yeah, I um like I said before, I think this is. Probably a film uh, I'm definitely going to enjoy more in hindsight. Yeah, you know, probably. As, as it gets older, um, it's a phase one film uh, for sure. It fits in that era. It fits. It fits in the origin mold, uh, and it's got um, and it's got a um, twist like Ant Man and Doctor Strange does. Um, so it's not not necessarily the origin story that we've seen time and time again. Yeah, I would give it. Um, I think I would. Oh, I think I would be seven point five or an eight. I'm probably bouncing around between there. It's it's. It's a mid-level MCU film for sure. I um, was just gonna say, guys, not every movie has to be a ten. It's okay to have good movies. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, totally yeah. fine to have okay movies. It's yeah. a mid-level MCU film for sure, and uh, dev- a good, definitely a good time at the theaters. Yeah. Um, all right, should we move on to our uh, book club? Yeah, let's, let's get sexy. Hey, welcome to the Fake Nerd uh, Comic Shop. Yeah, hi. Um, do you have any books? Uh, can you be a little more specific? Um, anything readable right at the time now for our book club? Ryan, take it away. Hey guys, what's up? My name's Ryan Oliopoulos, and we're about to get sexy. I picked a book called Sex Criminals by Matt Fraction and Chip Zdarsky. Uh, this book started like seven years ago <laughs> or something. Holy crap. Uh, back when I was getting really hard and big into uh, image books, and this is one of the- Hard and big. I have to say those words with an, That was actually a complete accident. Hard and big. Hard and big. It's going to be a lot of that uh, tonight. Um, oh, I just <laughs> turned to my favorite part. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is it the sex positions? No, it's the uh, it's <laughs> when she's singing uh, Fat oh, Bottom oh, Girls. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, but it's just a bunch of sticky notes of like, so we couldn't get Fat Bottom Girls. 
but this would have been a really cool scene. So, hey, Queen's pretty cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> and they just uh, keep going. So, Sex Criminals, my dudes, is about um, Susie and John. And they, uh, they have sex, and they stop time, and they rob banks. Uh, that's the basic premise. The sex police are after them. Uh, it's relatively simple, but there's a lot of uh, really, really great interpersonal stuff. Uh, and Matt Fraction is a one hell of a writer <laughs> when it comes to personalities, and and uh, he's big on indie stuff. So there's a lot of names of bands and, and artists I'd look up because I definitely didn't know a lot of it. But uh, I think this book is really fun, and uh, it gets into some really dark stuff with John and his mental uh, his mental uh, uh, problems that he has. Very short, very small yeah. in this first volume, and they go into it a lot more. And it's a really, really powerful book dealing with uh, mental problems and like, I, th- what's the right word I'm thinking of? Like mental uh, mental disabilities, mental issues. Yeah, mental mental illnesses. There you go, mental uh-huh. illnesses. Yeah, um, he's a real sad boy. Um, but this book is really, really funny, and it's really sexual, extremely rated R, and I love it. I was gonna say that I I feel like the first volume isn't really so much about the robbing as much as it is about the two characters individually and, yeah. and coming together. It's and they're they're in mid heist they're mid heist uh, through this entire first volume, which sure. I forgot how because I read I read all of it uh, how much of it's so secluded in this first volume. But they're they they they're robbing one big bank, which is the main thing. But they've robbed a lot of smaller other places, right? And they go into their bathrooms and they bang and they stop time and they take the money because they're trying to save a library. Yeah, so the like, idea is that they they when they climax, yes, time stops for the length of the refractory period. Yes, right, um, refractory period. Yes, yeah, that's what they say. No, it is. Yeah, um, and that is the period where you 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 don't want to have sex because. It, it, all people always want to have sex. Yeah. So it's like the couple minutes where they can uh, they can relax. You're when you recharge. When you uh-huh. recharge, yes. Um, for the ladies, it's the quiet. For the boys, welcome to cum world. <laughs> yeah, Susie calls <laughs> it the quiet because she wants she wanted a place for, uh, yeah. for her to just you know be alone. So yeah, so Susie uh, has uh, has had a kind of a sad life. Uh, her dad passed. Her mom's uh, her mom's super sad. Uh, so her way of escaping is going into her bathroom and just like hiding in the water. Because like it's the only place that's quiet, uh, and that's where you know she's a young girl. She you know we all experiment, and she has her first orgasm. Speak and for she, yourself. Speak for yourself. Do you have a? Is this a Goku situation? <laughs> you, you have children without kissing. Okay. <laughs> I uh, hope I don't have children. So My God. She has her first orgasm, and time stops, and she thinks this is normal. And she's like, uh, "Doctor, what happens when uh, time freezes and colors all get beautiful and stuff?" And the doctor's like, uh, "Stop being a sinner. <laughs> yeah. Stop <laughs> having <laughs> orgasms. Don't don't have sex." Yeah. Um, so she, you know, she struggles her whole life with trying to find someone to connect to, and she's at a party, not wanting to meet anyone, uh, and she meets John, this incredibly charming dude who is right up her alley, and she's like, you know what, it's been a while, I'll give this guy a go, you know, I haven't had fun in a while, and they both have sex, and they both stop time, and they both realize, oh my god, we have this power, and they, and it's basically like finding your soulmate. Yeah. Uh, and the next couple issues are just a lot of fun. It's just them banging, stealing money. Like yeah, it, they, it doesn't they start try, stealing money. They, yeah, they tr- they start slow. Like, they're like, well, why don't we do something when we're in here? Let's try yeah. and save your library. Let's, yeah. Let's steal well, first some money. they go to his porn shop called Come World. Yeah. Uh, and they just destroy the place. Yeah. And they're like, why not? Man, Let's just try it. Man, when they destroy the place, it's so insane. Like it's like the whole place. Like some dude has like. 50 dildos yeah, in yeah. his mouth and, and like there's like a <laughs> 50 it's <laughs> a lot there's it's like seven there's a that's, <laughs> that's more than you need i know <laughs> there's a sign 50 on it dildos <laughs> there's a sign on the wall that says say no to online porn yep 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 and it's, it's he has a favorite he has a favorite porn star who he says that Susie looks a little it's like. um <sighs> catherine say cocaine it's catherine say cocaine <laughs> um, yeah so like 
the, the stuff that's really good about this book is, and it's kind of hard to like get into the nitty gritty because a lot of it's just the spoken dialogue between the two characters. Sure. Um, and it's just really sweet, and like I really believe their 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 connection and their love. And then you got Kegelface, who's the best character in Kegel this book. Kegelface, guys. Yeah. So Kegelface is this soccer mom who's part of the sex the sex police, and she has to stop sex criminals. Yeah. And like she works like a nine to five, taking the kids to the soccer practice. She works at the police department. She works at the police department. Um, she calls in criminals. Uh, like under, like off the job, and she's like, "Yes, I like to cry to report a crime." <sighs> yes, Bobby, it's me. <laughs> and I'm like, just <laughs> when she, when she, when she's at the diner, she's like, yeah. "I know what you're going to do. You shouldn't do it." Yeah, she goes up to John and Susie. You'll ruin it for you'll ruin it for everyone. Yeah. And they're like, oh my god, she's so creepy. I think she was in the bank. Oh my god, yeah. I think she's doing kegels. Like you see a zoom up on her face, and like she's like she's like like scrunching her face. And yeah, she's like, yeah. And she, I think she's doing kegels, which are vagina exercises. Yeah. And, and then she disappears. Like, oh my God, where'd she go? And where'd she go? And then on the table there's it says, a napkin, yes, it was kegels. A napkin with writing on it saying, yes, no, it was kegels. It's not, a ke- it's not a napkin. It's not a napkin? It's on the table. Yeah, it's, it's on the table. It's written okay. on the table. Yes, yes it, it was, was kegels. kegels. <laughs> it's... I was dying laughing, guys. So this my, book is super funny. I, I can't believe that John and Susie still go through with the robbery even after that moment. I'm yeah. like, dude, rob a different bank or something. Yeah. Like, stop. Do something else. <laughs> they're yeah, they're my, committing. Well, well, first of all, he hates he hates his job so much. No, I know. Sh- he shits in the he and shits that's in where the some of his plan. insane depression comes from. He's like, I, I'm off my meds, and that's bad. So I need to do a lot of things to keep me straight keep me sane so i i I, sh- I shit in my my boss's uh plant you know i there's I, a great shot I of a, come all the time. There's, a, there's a great shot of a janitor being like oh not again not again <laughs> yeah. yeah how does this keep happening um so yeah so there's so that my favorite part of the book is is they're at a they're at a pool hall and the fat bottom girls starts playing oh yeah and she's like oh my god it's my jam and then on on the the dialogue bubbles on the word bubbles right there so there's the word bubbles and then over the word bubbles is where it, there is are it, words. Is it like a square? A caption, yeah. It's like a square. It says, so here Susie starts singing Fat Bottom Girls by Queen. Legally, though, that was an issue. We tried to get the rights to use the lyrics for the original comic, but just couldn't get it get it worked out in time. It was okay, though. We did this gag with the little post-it notes, and the scene was still played. Still played okay. But for the collection, we wanted to try again to get, to get the lyrics because, hey, Fat Bottom Girls is kind of the greatest song of all time, right? That was rhetorical. You don't need to answer. We can't. We couldn't hear you anyway. This is a book, and and you're a person, and that's how. And that's not how it works. So then it goes to actual dialogue, and then we're we're back in John. Then it goes back to. Anyway, the day we uploaded the book, we 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 heard again. There might be a chance, so we tried. And then again, dialogue. And then this like, is different dialogue than the single issues too. That's yeah. why I was gonna ask. Yeah. I was gonna be like, does the single issues have, have different sticky issues. notes? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. incredible. Because they because even talk. They about actually it. tried. They 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 t- they said it in the single issues, and then it goes. But if you're reading this, we clearly either couldn't afford the lyric uses, or they weren't made available to us, or either or their lawyers just couldn't move fast enough. We've uh, we've almost harassed poor Brian May at this point. <laughs> it's three pages. Yeah. And in the in the single issues, they say so. Brian May was one of the first people to read this comic. Can you guys believe that? I still can't. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so the next page is just anyway. So, Freddie Mercury, huh? Best pipes ever. Yeah, <laughs> like it's it's insane. It's I, I was cackling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt That's Fraction a great moment. has a he's a he's a terrific uh, uh, dialogue writer. Uh, I got so when Susie's in high school after she has like one of her first orgasm stops time, she goes and talks to the sluts, right? And she's like, "Hey, uh, bitches, I got something I want to ask you, 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 you sluts." Uh, the thing <laughs> yeah. that happens after you touch yourself when everything bleeds colors and you can hear in that low rumbling sound like everything's frozen. Like, what's up with that? Uh, skanks? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she's just like, oh, my God, it runs away. <laughs> yeah. what, what was the thing? Oh, my um, God. <laughs> what yeah. was the thing? Uh, one of her, 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 what would become her roommate? Rachel. Rachel. Yeah. She takes her into a bathroom stall and shows her different sex oh positions. Oh, my God. Brimping. Brimping. Like, <laughs> 
the reverse reverse cowgirl. It was real weird. Oh, it's like yeah. this isn't what I wanted. Yeah. So just overwhelm her. In the back of the book, and she's like, I wish someone had told me this, and maybe I, maybe it would have been better. And so she's like, guys, these aren't real sex positions. So in the back of the trade uh-huh. are more uh-huh. yeah. that, di- that didn't make it in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, man, the, I've See, never... It says, it says, Matt and Chip's ultimate sex moves are master lists of what did and didn't make the cut in the washroom stall. And it's like the Cordoba, Kegel tapping. Primping, slotting, cleafing, clap, claplitch, craplitch. I think I need to make it an explicit tag for this. Uh, so the chocolate, the chocolate McKitten. Yeah. What is this? So, Sex Criminals probably has the Butt most, nugging. the most extra content for single issues and trades out of any book I've ever read. Every single issue has a previously on book, and it is an entire page of, of huge dialogue, but every single page for every issue is different. So this is for issue two, and it's like, hundreds of years ago, there was nothing, but then there was something because of a big bang, which, like all explosions, made a bunch of stuff. But in this case, it was a universe, so there was a lot of matter, antimatter, photons, probably quasars, green lanterns, who knows what else. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, every <laughs> single issue has a recap that's super silly. Um, I... I, I just can't recommend this book enough. It's really graphic, but like, really charming. It's really got a lot charming. Of heart. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's not. Uh, and it gets like, it gets really sad. Like, there's some sad stuff in here, but it gets like really sad. And like sure. any relationship book, you know, they have their ups and downs. But like the stuff with them, because they're they're so entwined because of their powers. Uh-huh. There, there's no one else like them on the planet. So like, it's really sad the stuff that they go through, and then the sex police stuff's really good. And Kaggle Face is an yeah. amazing character. I, um, I I really like the moment where they have sex, and then they are, you know she says something and he says something and then all of a sudden they both realize that they're in the place yeah. together yeah. and they freak out. Yeah. I really love like, that. And they, they oh. both think that they brought the other person there yeah. and then they realize that they both have the uh, ability. And they have to finish at the same time or else one will be stuck. So like, he's about to say, wait, wait, Susie, I didn't finish. And then like, sh- she freezes time and he's just like stuck mid-orgasm. He's like, she's like, oh, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I just have to wait here 10 minutes now. Well, they explained that away because his refractory period had ended because she was trying she was turning him on again. There you go. Yeah. So yeah. It was, she she was turning him on again. So I was like, well, wait, no, no. Oh, okay, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, he didn't. Because if he was turned on again, he would get he would go out of the quiet. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Because yeah. he had to stop or thinking about come sex. world, come world. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't. And then there's that moment later when pulling the gun on her freezes her. Yeah. <laughs> it scares them. It scares them <laughs> so much that they're like, ah. Yeah. Oh yeah, because they. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> I just realized that now. <laughs> All right, so uh, they got they got some armed horses. Yeah. One there. more thing with Kegelface, like when she's not being a police officer, uh, she's like in this like super sexy outfit, and she's got like black font dialogue, and she's like, "It's me. There's two of them. Meet me tonight at Denny's. No more on nine thirty. My kids won't be asleep, but then it's taco night." <laughs> and it's just like regular people are part of the sex police because like right. if if. Like, no one wants to know that, or no one wants the secret to come out that people stop time with sex. Sure, sure. So there's a police to stop bad people. Uh, but they're just regular people. They just want to do And they're gimps. It's, uh, it's a really charming book, man. It's, it's, uh, if you want some rated R sexy fun violence, it's, uh, it's a good time. Yeah, this was a really charming book. Yeah. Um, Glad you like it. All right, shall we? Yeah. Is that it then? Is there a book club for next week? I don't know what it's going to be. For next week? It's you. It is me. It's uh, Brandon. I don't have an idea yet. Aww. So I will get, I will get back and. I'll announce it on Super on Duper on Instagram. Super Pooper on social. Um, so uh, this week, uh, last week we promised a miscellaneous episode. That is my fault. I'd, we we did not we were able to get that out in time. 
Uh, so there will be one this week, however. It is in the bag. It is recorded. It is ready to go. So I have one more quote I really like. Sure. So I, uh, But I somehow missed that the uh, that it was the orgasm part that felt good for sex. I think I thought sex was something like taxes. I think grown-ups did. I just hadn't figured out what I wanted to do to my taxes, so go down bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay. I like it. Uh, so yeah, myth- so Mythalanius will be out this week. Uh, Promise, yeah. and the Chris Wendell ep- episode interview <gasps> that we did will be also out on Wednesday. Goddamn right! Making Ooh. all these promises that hopefully I can keep. Well, they're <laughs> live now, so they're they're real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So moving on, I don't know what we're doing next week. Do we? Do we know what we're doing? Is there anything week? coming out next week? Don't think so. I don't think we know what we're doing next week. We'll figure okay. it out. So next week we'll figure something out. Uh, until <laughs> uh, next week, as you, uh, as you guys know, we are a Funko affiliate. So you sh- uh, click the link in the description. Uh, for 10% and use the promo code t- shop10 for 10% off your purchase on the Funko website Woo! pretty cool stuff uh, we do have a Patreon you can find that on fa- on patreon.com slash fake nerd guys the new Nancy Drew movie comes out next week well guess we know what we're doing <laughs> next week uh, <laughs> that's Bev from It 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 is yeah oh I was <laughs> joking maybe I want to see this <laughs> I actually do want to see it because I like her yeah um. So, pa- so Patreon dot com slash Fakner Podcast to support both this and Miscellaneous and any future endeavors we have. Um. And uh, we have a T Public store, Ooh. which we might be moving, but for now it's T Public dot com slash user slash Fakner Podcast. We've got some. We actually uh, s- sold some shirts. Thanks, mom. Um, Thanks, mom. <laughs> We're keeping them at in public for now before they go private. Yeah. T Public. No. No, that's a bad joke. Bye. Um. Thank you to uh, thank you to everyone who listens. Greatly appreciate it. There is no show without you. You're right, uh, Danielle, and all the likes. Thank you for the positivity. Yeah, there might be uh, a major announcement, major change coming to the show coming up this week. Um, do I know about this? Yes, you do. Okay. Um, uh, coming up this week. Do I know about this? Yes, you do. Um, I don't know. <laughs> We're both like. What? I, I'm I'm teasing this because I, I think I can. Um, Yes, I mean something pretty cool, something pretty major will be coming to the show this week if I can make it, if I can, if I can finish it. Um, but yeah, it should be cool. Um, thank you to everyone who listens. We greatly appreciate it. Until next, uh, until next week, as always, thank you to Jeremy Belushi, uh, who does our uh, music and all of our segment intros, and hopefully more stuff soon. Thank you, Jeremy. You can find him out on Instagram at Jeremy Belushi Keyboards. You can find his show, Suburban Proctologist, which is on a bit of a hiatus right now, but it is still up on iTunes. You can download that. Some very funny episodes. Uh, you can find his uh, Facebook, Facebook.com, Fakenerd.com, if only. Um, <laughs> Facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist Official, Instagram at Suburban Podcast. Mike Matola, thank you for our logos for both Miscellaneous and uh, Fakener Podcast. Mike, Mike, Mike. Miscellaneous. Um, yeah? It sounded like miscellaneous. Oh, miscellaneous. Miscellaneous. That's uh, the joke. You can find him out at Mike Matola. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Fakener Podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with us personally, uh, Fakener Guys. No, I did this wrong. Guys at gmail.com. If you'd like to get in touch with personally, I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Ryan, you're at? I'm at DJ Tony Snark at everything, including YouTube and Fake Nerds Play is on Twitch. This week, I'm going to be doing shit. All right. There yeah. we go. We got a, we got a, we got a promise. We're doing it. Um, I just made a promise. <laughs> we do we do have a YouTube channel if you guys want to. I mean, it's not uh, updated. I was going to upload my own personal video stuff to my YouTube channel so I don't clog the fake nerds with my own random hitman shit. Until, unless, we're, until we're ready. Until to like, like, we do our own. Yeah, because okay. I don't want to clog it with random. This will be discussed off air. Yeah. I mean, I don't burr, care. Burr, burr, burr. If, if you guys care, it's fake nerd. Fake nerds. Fake nerd guys at on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll be uploading. It's so fake nerds play on Twitch. Yes, we'll we'll uh, be doing stuff. Sparks, where are you? Sparks witty on Instagram. S P A R K Z witty. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Rate and review wherever you grant us. Wherever you get us, we greatly appreciate it. Until next t- until next week, guys. 
Stay favorites.